Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Podcast like it. Just podcast like it. Podcast like it's 1999. Podcast like it. Hello and welcome to Podcast Like It's 1999, the podcast where we discuss the films of 1999 from our boat set ablaze here in 2018. I it was going to be more jungle themed. Our jungle treehouse here. Those are the two options. Yeah, I like that. Here, you I like the jungle I like theme? both options. Yeah, from yeah. our gorilla's den here in 2018. I'm one of your hosts, Kenny Nybar. And I'm Phil Isco. And with us today is Emily Morris. Hi. Um, Emily is a executive at Twenty One Laps. It's true. Twenty One Laps is the company that produces Stranger Things, also among true. other things, and so yes. many movies that you love. Yes. Um, what were some other ones? That's a good question. I mean, I Emily. know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. It was on the wall when I when I had a general meeting there four years ago. So I can. It's like some. It's some Sean Levy yeah, stuff. The, Alexander and the very good, horrible, yeah, very, very good, bad very, day. Yes, the very long title. Yeah. Uh, no, it's the Ninety Museum movies. Yes, yes we made yes. Arrival. We've got Kin and the you Darkest made, you, Minds you made, what coming was that? out. Arrival, Arrival, Arrival. Yeah, I like the way you just slipped, slipped, yeah, slipped in like one of the best right movies. Right that, you know that Best Picture nominee. Yeah. You know yeah. Arrival. I fucking love that. movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. So I don't know enough. Are you in film or television? There both. Both. Yes. That's great. Very, very lucky. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> very, very lucky. Very, no, very, it's very fun lucky. to do both. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Yes. Um, it is. And for our listeners that are not in the industry, it's not usual no. for someone who does film and television. True. True. It's as if like, it's as if one is French and one is German. Like that's yeah. the way the industry teaches it. It's true. You yes. know, as if like you can't do one if, if you do the other. But it's also rare to have a company that does both well. That's true. You know what I mean? Like it's, there's some obviously. And there's yeah. A, but, but. 
accompany the table now, to a dash because those two things is, is strictly impressive. features for many many years yeah. mm-hmm. and then segued into tv with stranger things and then yeah, worked felt Iceland. a lot of pressure oh, yeah. to follow that up so we committed we doubled down on television <laughs> it's going well yeah um that's awesome yeah and yeah. uh i think what i'd like to know is um you know you come from su- such a great company such a great pedigree yeah there, some real um in-depth storytelling that goes on within the walls of 21 laps why did you choose Tarzan? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I feel like, it this, was like this one needs some backstory. It was like the first movie that you brought up. I know. We were, we were <laughs> sitting together. Yeah. As I'm sure when you bring up the podcast to most yes. people, I think that's cool. everyone immediately. I, I think that's cool as shit. I'm not, I'm, I mean, I, no, I, I, I like you, joking, but like. You hate Tarzan, I get it. No, no. I, I hate Tarzan, <laughs> but I love joking. So I, 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 like, to, no, I like to joke, but um, I think it's really cool that you looked at this year and you honed in on one specific movie that meant something to you and yeah. wasn't what every other loser who comes on our podcast yeah. shows. So you didn't, you're, you're like, <laughs> give me the matrix or give me death. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, like as soon as you brought it up, I do what everyone does and Google 1999 movies and mm-hmm. you're scrolling through the list and your mind is blown. God, I love to hear that. It's as if we I made know, every movie. And just, you're just like, oh my God, <laughs> look at it. Yeah. I know. So, and, did and did you like my movie, Talented Mr. Ripley? <laughs> no, but Kenny seriously, Zou. that's one of my favorite really? movies from the year. I, I it. love it's that movie. Great movie. I'm excellent work. Thank you. Nicely yeah. done. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, No, but I was pulling through. I mean, listen, like, I think it's worth saying I was nine years old in 1999. Well, there goes the next question. Yeah. Yeah, nine, you're nine years old. Than that. Yeah. yeah, I was a kid, younger and so the and movies. So I'm scrolling through, and obviously, I have now seen many, many movies on that list. But the movie that meant the most to me in 1999 was Tarzan and Toy Story 2 because I was nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I love Tarzan. Like I think a part of it also is that I grew up in the desert, like the high desert. Where did you grow? Up? Um, I grew up in Southern California, okay. a very small town called Nuevo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I grew up on 10 acres with horses and chickens and, and the full, like it was very middle of nowhere. Um, and it was beautiful and I felt like an adventure that there growing in up. relation to where we are now? Um, it is about two and a half hours southeast of here, sort okay. of near Temecula. You know where that sure. is? Sure. Heard yes. of it. Yes. I mean, listen, it's another 45 minutes away from Temecula. It's very much in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. But that's my right, reference Right, point. right, right. Um. I think it's interesting too that like. There were a lot of kids' movies that came out in '99. Yeah, I, I took I wrote down a list and I'm going to pull it out. Go for it because it's it's and I say that just because it shows that like Disney is still the top of the fucking food chain. Oh yeah, like no one really comes close to them. Nah. Like you had Shrek from DreamWorks and sure, sure, but like truthfully, like no one is even within close to striking distance of them. So yeah. like you as a kid, yeah. and I was this. I mean, obviously. I'm older than you, and it was a different group of Disney films just, for me. But it's like barely, the Disney, just, yeah, just, just a smidge. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you both. Uh, but I think that uh, he's like 18 months older than me. But I treat him like he's like <laughs> seriously, <laughs> like, like my grandpa. You know? <laughs> but I think that that says something that like it's always the Disney films, right? And then you know, it's like yeah, there was what Stuart Little and so, like yeah, I, I did. I made a point to look it yeah. up. Um, so there's this Tarzan, yeah, Toy Story two. Great. Iron Giant, yes. Stuart Little, oh, love. Muppets in Space, the Pokemon movie, which, by the way, I happened to watch half of tonight. Um, <laughs> I have not seen the Pokemon movie. I haven't have either. With my, child, my children who are obsessed with oh, Pokemon. Okay. Pokemon's kind of good. Okay. Um, <laughs> Can't wait to have them on. Baby Geniuses. 
Elmo, no, for Pokemon, we have to have someone who knows what they're talking yeah, about. I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Not so, so like children. <laughs> we we got to have the mythology all laid out when we do Pokemon. Okay. Uh, they can maybe come on for Doug's first movie. Or uh, Elmo and Gratchland. Elmo and Gratchland. It's a little, they, they would snob. They would scoff at that. Um, the, the, the King and I, the animated King and oh, I. Oh, Jesus. Are we, we're, okay. Princess Mononoke was. Oh, shit. At least in America in 99. Oh, I can't wait to do that one. I, I didn't even know that. Fantasia 2000 was released in America yeah. like the last day of 1999. Oh. So there you go. Um, and then not a kid's movie, but also South Park. So <laughs> not <laughs> a kid's <laughs> Decidedly <laughs> not for children. And also but South Park. That's, still, like, that's a pretty long list, I'll right? And then there's a long. whole bunch of family movies. That's a whole other thing where you've got like my favorite Martian and like yeah. your Dudley Do-Rights. And you know what I mean? Like soft kind of family based on cartoonish Those stuff. always kind yeah. of exist in a year. But yeah. I did, I, I looked at the years around it because it did feel like a, uh, a real glut yeah. In, yeah. in 99. And, you know, around the late 90s and the early 2000s, I think um, all the other studios had gotten wise to this idea that there's a lot of money to be made in animation, a lot of money to be made in G-rated movies or like these sure. soft PGs, um, the soft PG movies. So there had been a lot in 97, 98, 2000, but these are uh, these are particularly good ones. Yeah. You know, Toy Story 2 is yeah. Stone Cold Classic. Iron Giant is a classic. classic. Yeah. Um, Pokemon movie is a classic. So, you know, I, I don't even know which, I mean, I know nothing about Pokemon. I'm just going to put that out there. I'm but I also, same. but I also don't even know like where that one, is it the, was that the first It's one? the first Pokemon okay, movie. Okay. Cause yeah. I know there's been lots. Yeah. No, okay. it's the first one. Right. And then Princess Mononoke. Well, is Princess on. Mononoke is not a Pokemon movie. No, no, no. It's yeah. a, it's an anime movie. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, uh, it's Miyazaki. Yes. It? Yeah, yeah. So that's it's also. in the same realm. Yeah, it is. And it's not really. Pokemon. I mean, I, it's so it's, it's so ridiculous. One's like I, magic realism; the other one's like sci-fi. I mean, I think like they're because like Miyazaki stuff is pretty. They're weirdly dreamlike, kind of almost surreal. That's fair. They're kind of like Don Bluth to Disney stuff. Like sure, it's sure, 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 kind of in the same. It's kind of in the same world. Sure. They're they're kind of on different spectrums of it. Like I'm very actually happy about my kids' Pokemon obsession because we get to go <laughs> into the Miyazaki stuff like next. Which is my plan. Is amazing. So it's pretty exciting. I mean, Spirited Away, I think, is a masterpiece. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're like five or six, like really exciting yeah. movies that we get to. Yeah. Watch. I mean, we, I, I honestly, now we've got to get like, we have to have a Pokemon expert on for Pokemon because I don't yeah. know shit about Pokemon. Definitely. Um, and then I can't wait for whoever we get for, for Prince Mononoke, which I honestly didn't even know was 99. I feel like an asshole for not knowing that. Mm. Tarzan, Tarzan was 99. 1999. Well. Tarzan oh. was the movie that right. made an yeah. impression on you. Yeah. So we should talk about the elephant in the room. Oh, God. I'm sorry, Emily. <laughs> This, you knew this was coming. I regret bringing this up so much. <laughs> you knew this was coming. More than I can say. Because I think that- I did not know this was coming, <laughs> whatever this may be. So I, I think that, and I'm not trying to embarrass you. No. Because you are turning a little red right now. I know I am. But I just want to say that, and the reason I'm bringing it up is because, as we said before, we came on mic. There's a lot of girls that I think might have had their first feelings about a boy- <laughs> When they were Tarzan. nine years old. Well, <laughs> the way Tarzan. Emily put it to me, Kenny, when, when yeah. we discussed this, was yeah. that she felt different about Tarzan. <laughs> and for the first time, she felt different. So I, I, just, I met Emily one minute. Yeah. We're, we're getting real close. Real close, real, real fast. fast here. <laughs> I, I, Hello. We don't need to do a full unpacking of all of it. But I just, the reason I bring it up yes. is that I do think that, first of all, in the you know, research I did on this movie. They did a lot of 
sculpting of Tarzan. There was all these sort of things that they, they did to make sure that an yeah. anatomy professor, right, to fix all their drawings because <laughs> they're like that's not how a they're human like, no, works. No. As if they don't have bodies. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what elbows do. Hold the phone. I, I can't hold do that. the phone. <laughs> so I mean, I, animators I probably don't have this kind of body. That being said, this yeah. body is also like. Pretty extreme in terms of some of the, the, angles, the angles of it. Yeah. Are, are, yeah. I mean, obviously it's heightened, but I just I do think that it's funny. And also, you saw you sat down with a friend to rewatch this. Yes, and it's you asked funny the, and also very real. It's it's funny. It's embarrassing. It's real. Yeah. No, I watched it when I was nine. Sure. And there was a man in a loincloth, and he had a perfect. Body, yeah. and I—I yeah. I think the phrase I used to you was, "I had an epiphany that yeah. that man was not wearing a shirt." He <laughs> <laughs> looks different than the men I've on seen. A minute. Oh. But to be fair, she's living on a farm. No, well, it's true. I wasn't, and I and I only ever met two people. Nope. No, I went to school. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Good yeah. God. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but in, no. So in the farmhouse with mom, yeah, mom and pa. We didn't even have a farm. We just she's just a like chickens. lived on a lot of land. Fair and enough. Fair just enough. hung out. I uh, but I do think it's interesting that rewatching this film. You did say to yes, I, I was, was sitting. It was Kira. That yeah, I was. Yeah, okay. I was sitting with the one Mutual friend, Thompson. Kira Thompson. Yes, yeah. and we were sitting on my couch mm-hmm. and about. I don't know. It's because he doesn't become man Tarzan until like twenty minutes. It's like a good twenty, yeah. almost a half hour. Yeah. Like a, he doesn't become adult Simba. Correct. <laughs> oh, wow. yeah. He like spins in the air and yeah. comes down he's a, spin, a yeah. man. It's like oh my god, he's, he's Matthew Broderick all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Except he's future Except president yeah, yeah. Tony Goldwyn. Yes. Yeah. He's fits. He's fits. <laughs> the president. Yeah. Yes, he is. He, he will one day be the president and murder Patrick Swayze. Yeah. No, um, it was uh, <laughs> actually in this he had already murdered. He already had murdered. Yeah. 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 He's really good in Ghost. Oh, he's great. He's great in Ghost. Sorry. Yes. You and Kira. We were we were watching but, it together, yeah. and she turned to me uh, a certain portion of the way through the film, and was like, "I get it." <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "You know what? You're right. This makes sense." Yeah. He, you know, he's yeah. climbing the vines, yeah. and you're like, yeah. "This guy's in shape." Looks well, great. he's. I mean, he's truthfully wears clothes for five minutes of this movie. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's he puts on his dad's clothes, which fit perfectly uh, for yeah. five minutes. He's his, he's and then he's like, son. and then he tears off his clothes. And he's like, get like, the, fuck these clothes. Yeah. How am I supposed to fight people? Yeah. He's yeah. yeah. He's ripped. It's great. Um, so what other movies in 99? Yeah. I guess I would say today rather than in 99 right. would be on your list. I mean, the definitely. Usual suspects. I mean, and by that, I mean, not the movie, yeah. but, the, but the movies. <laughs> yes. Um, Probably, I love Notting Hill. Sure. Big yeah. Notting Hill yeah, fan. Me too. Uh, yeah. Great Tal- episode. Yeah. 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 Talents, Mr. Ripley. Definitely on my list. If I do say <laughs> Melissa and the crew were great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I know. First guess. Yeah. Um, uh, Talents, Mr. Ripley. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. Love it, love it. I'm, I, I love Fight Club. Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Like, I was really, when it came out, like, yeah. when I watched it, I was like uh, very obsessed with it. And I was that person who had not been spoiled and watched it and went, oh my God. And like my mind was Mm -hmm. blown. It's so fucking good. Yeah. That's going to be a a beast to cover when we get to it. it. Yeah, it is. Because it's, I mean, that's a movie that has the perception of that film has sort of really kind of, I don't want to say mutated, but people have co-opted that movie in a way that is unfortunate. We have the two worst movies for that that, that, that have ever been made with that and the, yeah. and the Matrix. Yeah. It's just true. It's just a fact. Yeah. It's going to be, I mean, I was, this is something that came up at work today. It had nothing to do with actual work, but something came up at work today. That's it's another writer's project that 
she's working on with someone else. And the conversation that they had with the executives betrayed that the executives didn't understand how to talk about casting in 2018. Oh. Right? Actually, it was their director, but whatever. I feel like it's that you can run into that with the Matrix and Fight Club a little bit, where Mm. people aren't going to understand how you're supposed to have that cultural that conversation within within our culture today. Yeah, and I'm a little worried about that. Um, Don't feel that way about Tarzan. Feel like we're going to do just fine. (laughs) I think we're going to. I think think Tarzan's going to go really well. I I will say though, having not seen this film in '99, had you seen it in '99? I've never seen this. Yeah, I'd never seen it either, which is unusual. I've seen I've seen almost every other Disney movie. Of this era. I had not seen it since 99. It was very interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, so as a kid and even as a teenager, you know, obviously you had, you had Little Mermaid, you had uh, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King. I mean, that's just that, that run of classic films that I grew up on. They just, they just built Mount Rushmore right there. They kind of did. You know what I mean? I think they did. It's one masterpiece after another. It's crazy. And then they kind of, you know, there's people who have thoughts about the Pocahontas of it all. I think Hunchback is not the Hunchback of Notre Dame. I mean, it's just, they just didn't adapt that book. It's a tough one. (laughs) Cause it's like, Mm, I kind of feel like it ends with the persecution of Quasimodo and and Esmeralda. It doesn't have a happy ending, is what I'm getting at. Well, well, I mean, you know, neither does the Little Mermaid. Yeah, it's true. And so, this is true. Yeah, and and sometimes that's an okay thing when you're Disneyfying a movie. Um, I I think it could have worked for for Hunchback and Notre Dame. I just I actually don't hate Hunchback. Just to be clear, I saw that in the. Theater. I don't hate any of these. Like, I don't hate. I, don't hate I, I I can't think of a Disney movie I've ever seen that I outright hated. I don't think Hercules is great. But oh, they're kind I of, really like Hercules. Yeah. yeah, they're kind of. It was the though. music in Hercules. Who did the music in Hercules? It. Uh, I don't even know, but it has I think that very Tim much Rice. like gospel feel to oh, it, right, and right, I was right, just right, so right. delighted by right. that. I've watched that recently. It's a little. It's a little weird to me having these like having basically the dream girls do this like. It is like they do this like Greek chorus thing. Um, it's, it's it's a choice. It, it's a choice. It's I a think choice. it is a Tim Rice. It is Tim Rice, and uh, well, no, it's uh, Ron Clements, and I mean it's the Ron Clements the directed guy. it, right? Yeah, Ron Clements and John Musker. The, but the, I think Tim Rice did the music. Oh my we? god, the the screenplay is five different people. Wow, Joss uh, Whedon, Joss Whedon. No, I'm just no, kidding. Ron, uh, Ron Clements, John Musker, Donald McHenry, Bob Shaw, and Irene Mecca. But no joke, the story. There are fifteen people under story. It's crazy. Uh, all that being said, did yes. Homer get a credit? <laughs> No, <laughs> fucked up. So right? weird. He's going to arbitrate. I'm yeah. sure though. Um, <laughs> it's it, Alan I mean, Menken. Homer, did like, but didn't Homer straight up actually get a credit for Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Yes. Yeah. Well, the Wait, best part is really. Because well, they keep, yeah, they got like best adapted screen, uh, best adapted screenplay on the Iliad, right? But it, but it's not like it is, but it's not. It's absurd it's, that it's so like, cute. It's really funny. Um, Menken did the music, and oh. he had his yeah you know, Beauty and the Beast. Aladdin, Pocahontas, Hunchback, Hercules. Like, he obviously knew what he was doing. Um, Hercules, I saw, I think, but don't really remember it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I saw Hunchback. I liked it. And then this movie I never saw. Um, I think. why do you think that is? Because I kind of checked out of Disney a little bit. Okay. And then I came back to Disney. You guys had aged out of it at that point. Well, because I aged out of Disney proper, but I didn't. But Pixar was like picking up for me where, where Disney was kind of. I don't want to say letting me down, but kind of letting me down a little bit. Like the hand-drawn stuff was clearly being phased out and they didn't really know what the next step was. And yes. Hercules was like the end of that era for them. Uh, yes. No, no, please. I'm, I'm 
I'm no, I was just saying Tarzan, which I'm sure we'll talk about, was one of the first Disney movies to say, okay, we're going to do 3D environments, yes. but we're mm-hmm. going to stick with the 2D characters, which is interesting. And I think it's a beautifully animated it's, movie. It's beautiful. It, is. it seems like it's several steps beyond most of yes. these movies. Yeah. But the, I, I want to run down this. Yeah, please. Dis, the, the Disney Renaissance movies. I yeah, mean, yeah. We could oh, do a minute or two on that. Absolutely. But um, on each one. And but, talk about our top five hand drawn Disney films at some point, right? Oh, man. Did okay. we? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's easy. I just gave you my Mount Rushmore and um, Cinderella. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that felt so unheartful. You're like, I don't know, fucking, what's one of the old ones? Uh, yeah. We could talk about all this shit. Yeah, I've, I've seen all these yeah, many yeah. times. So, so I'm a Disney kid. Um, and you have kids. I mean, I have kids. Introducing them to Disney was one of the things that's most important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, planned on watching them all in chronological order. Didn't really work out that way, especially <laughs> because the old ones are scary as shit. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's some dark yeah, ones back yeah. there. Dumbo yeah. is scary. Dumbo's scary. Pinocchio is terrifying. Yeah. They turn into fucking donkeys and shit. Yo, they smoke, they you... smoke cigars. Pinocchio smokes a cigar. <laughs> they have a house that, on Pleasure Island. They have a house that exists just for the kids to destroy. Yeah. They have a tent that's a fighting tent. There's like a big fighting tent. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not, that doesn't even include, like, is this it? is a world where, like, humans are humans. Except for this weird, like, Upright walking wolf who, like, <laughs> you know, that guy. Yeah, Pinocchio was you really know. scary. Yeah, it's a terrible yeah. movie. It's, it's messed up. I mean, also, I mean, truth be told, you know, Snow White and Cinderella scary. and Sleeping Beauty, it, it, there's, there's a gothic nature to them. Obviously, they're based on very dark fairy tales. Yeah. That, yeah, I guess it really would just translate for your kids. Like, you just can't show a young kid that movie. And, and they're okay with it now. But the, the thing is, like, I think people, uh, you know, of, of our larger generation, mm-hmm. you know, Emily is. 30 years on Sort of, kind of, but, but not really. From, Thanks, I, I think we had, well, I, I mean it in the nicest possible way. <laughs> I mean it the way humans mean it. <laughs> but, uh, but people of our generation have been kind of led to believe that, that Disney is safe and that's what you show your kids. Yeah. But there's so many, and even like they play Dumbo on Disney Junior almost every week. But Dumbo is like, you know, kind of racist and like kind of scary. And Dumbo yeah. gets like beaten. Yeah. And like, you know, like a lot of like he gets made fun of. And That's why like Tim Burton was making it. Yeah. And it would have been really cool. So just real quick, like yeah. the Disney Renaissance is, is this period from 1989 when Emily was not on this earth yet <laughs> until 1999. <laughs> um, until 1999. It's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, people of our age will remember that it started with, with Little Mermaid. So. Disney animation was essentially a wasteland for the 20 years preceding that. It had its big run, Snow White, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty. Um, but you can also go into like the Bambis and the Pinocchios and the Dumbo's, Lady, Lady and the Tramp, 101 Dalmatians, Robin Hood. All these things happened basically before 1970. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then nothing from 1970, 19. Like, like weird movies. Yeah, the 80s like, were hard. Yeah. And like in the 80s, like Touchstone started and weird movies like, not weird, but. Down and out in Beverly Hills, like that was like what became like a touchstone movie. Yeah. And animation kind of went away. You, and you had like, you had your Tim Burton's and your Brad Bird's, you know what I mean? Those guys kind of toiling on like Black Cauldron and like weird, dark Disney films that when were. When did The Green Mouse Detective come out? Same, around okay. that time yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, an Eric Carrasco favorite. I, I really love that one too. I mean, it's weird <laughs> yeah. and dark and messed up in its own way, but. You had like Oliver and Company and well, like Aristocats are, and oh, that yeah, kind of I stuff. About Oliver yeah. and Company. Um, and those, those movies were the 80s movies. Yeah. 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 And they were all kind of failures. Yeah. And the, Not you know, great. <laughs> kind of the critical failures, commercially, they didn't do well. And they were like, 
being overtaken by these Don Bluth movies, mm-hmm. right? By the Bible Goes Wests, Land Before Time, and like weirdly, our generation is this only gen- the only generation that had like this alternative to hand drawn Disney movies. And then Little Mermaid came out, and I think Little Mermaid's like one of the finest films ever made. It's fantastic, yeah. like start to finish. It's it's the, it's so tight. It's so funny. It's so clever. It's so misogynistic. Let's excuse that for a second. <laughs> uh, if you can, if you can excuse the stuff that's kind of gross about it, she's sixteen, and it's like weirdly like and mute. pedophilic and mute for a lot of it. And yeah, there's a lot of problems, but it's also <laughs> you know I think that she's. She's a wonderful character to watch because she's hopeful and she wants to escape yes. and have this adventure and and what's what you know what's out there and I think that as like a core thing for that movie was people loved it people went nuts for it yeah it's it it's I mean part of your world is yeah I mean, amazing what, like song. top three Disney songs I mean probably well, it's up there and my yeah. favorite song from that is is Kiss the Girl like I think sure. it, I, I whenever I hear those opening notes I yeah. get so excited and then of course <laughs> Under the Sea won the Oscar right yeah. sort of. Hashtag me too in the whole kiss the girl thing. But, you know, but well, I hear, I, 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 I don't know bit. about that. Like the, a little the bit move of, is a little me too ish, but that <laughs> one scene, that's like that. I'm just, listen, I rewatched. She, she I, needs him to kiss her. No, I, I, it's all on her back. It is a plot I, device. I understand. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't, I totally get it. No, I but hear But there's you. something, it's, I watched it, I want to say like in the last five years or so. And I loved it. But I did watch that scene just thinking like they're, they're egging something on that is, it's a, it's I think a little in the weird. context of like, once you watch the movie as a whole, you go, mm, she's yeah. gotten her voice taken away yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, it's, she's hot. Is Eric going to want to be with her? Right. And so, yes, in the context of the movie, that scene yeah. has issues. I think this scene by itself yes, is, it's, do you have the courage sure. to put yourself out there? It's a great the scene. It's a great it's song. Nice. It's a great yeah. song. Yes. Love it. Ursula is one of the all time best villains. And who also I mean, has an incredible amazing song. Great song. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I got, I have no complaints about Little Mermaid. So then we get so, Beauty and the Beast, which I think is a stone cold masterpiece at that point, right? I think it is. It, I actually think Beauty and the Beast, like of those four movies, I think it's the weakest, and I think it's the one really? that I do, and I think it's the That's one that um, I think. It, I, for, don't get me wrong. All A's is across the board. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast is the most is is the <clears throat> most problematic. I agree. Like oh, in terms of in, misogyny and what at the yeah. time, it's very even, Stockholm syndrome. Yes, yeah, she is. Yeah. She is. She is kept <clears throat> in a cage and falls in love with her captor. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's not. I. Yeah. I. There was always something off, and now as a grown up and having the language to kind of describe it, that's what's off about it. It was yeah. never quite as romantic as I wanted it to be. Yeah. <clears throat> when you say it like that. Obviously, what am I going to say? But that Be Our Guest yeah. song is dynamite. Yeah. Dynamite. Oh, man. And, and, I love it. And the dance, and the dance Beauty and the Beast on, that, on yeah. that marble floor yeah. is it's revolutionary. Like, it's, I, I also feel like, first of all, nominated for Best Picture, which is pretty crazy yeah. when you think about it. 1990, right? I think it was 90. I think it was later, but whatever. Maybe it was 91 or yeah, 92. Yeah, I think it was 90, 91. Either way, uh, it's just, it was an undeniably them at the peak of their powers. From an animation perspective, they had come off this huge hit and they capitalized on it. Yeah. Like they could have fallen on their face and not capitalized on Little Mermaid, but it showed that like they knew what the fuck they were doing. I think Aladdin's fantastic. I really like Aladdin a lot. Uh, Aladdin's great. Aladdin's great. And I just re- uh, 
Mel and I just watched uh, the HBO documentary on Robin Williams, and they showed some of the footage of him recording oh, the sound. I that was amazing in the booth, and you're just like, "Oh my god!" Like, it's so good. It's incredible. I actually think that if that performance came out today, he might get an Oscar nomination for it. It is a People virtuoso talked performance. About it then, it, right? Which is like crazy, but it is. It's an amazing. It's performance. just you. Just you're like the guy is a chameleon. Like he could do anything. It's his best performance. Nah. Uh, it's his, it really it's it's his goodwill hunting it's his begs to differ. I like the Fisher King, but I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, I lo- look, I love Goodwill Hunting. He's very good in that He's too. Great. A hundred thousand actors could have knocked that role out of the park. Oh, wow. Nobody could have done what he did in Aladdin. Period. End of story. He's. I, I mean, here's what I'll say to that point. I think that there's a freedom in the anim- the the animation of it all, right? Which is that. From what I read and who knows, whatever, they kind of just put a mic in front of them. Clearly. And said, sure. And then they just picked the stuff they wanted and then whatever. So it's, it is an unfiltered, like it is just, that is, that's, that's the Robin Williams, you know, that's straight heroin Robin Williams. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, I think that the reason, I mean, I love Goodwill Hunting and I love Dead Poet Society and I love Fisher King. I think he's, I loved him when he was vulnerable you know what I mean? That's a that is a virtuoso Flubber. comedic performance, right? Uh, Patch Adams uh, or Father Jacob the Liar. Oh, we have a Robin Williams movie this year. Yeah, Jacob the Liar. Oh, yeah. I it's I can't say that I've seen that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> please come back and talk yeah. about Jacob it's the like Liar. The, right. It's like the bad yeah. life is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, uh, Aladdin's great, and then after Aladdin, we get The Lion King, which is amazing. What do your kids think of these movies, by the way? Um, love Little Mermaid. Watched it a million three hundred times. Yeah. That's that. That actually is a perfect entry level mm-hmm. movie for, yeah. for little children. They love Beauty and the Beast. They love the live action Beauty and the Beast. Oh, really? Um, Aladdin didn't really play that well for whatever reason. Really? Uh, it's actually a little scary. Oh, um, well, Jafar, yeah, he's intimidating. And I'll be honest with you, I've never had the guts to show him Lion King. What? Wait, what? Why? I the father dies. <laughs> oh my goodness! And it's my the father it, dies in Tarzan too. <laughs> um, that's true. That's true. But I didn't know that. Two going fathers. In. Wait, did you watch Tarzan with your kids? Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. I didn't know that. Uh, they had some great lines. I didn't, <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I didn't know that going in that the father died in Tarzan. But like, and I, I, I sound very like you know, I sound very egocentric. Because the mother dies in like literally every one other of these movies. The mother's <laughs> yeah. dead in Little Mermaid. The yeah. mother's dead in the uh, mom's Beauty always the dead. Jasmine's mother's dead in Aladdin. Like, oh, like the mother's always dead. But the truth is, I've never shown him Bambi because I wouldn't know how to explain that. I've never showed him The Lion King, Finding Nemo. I think, and I've never, we've never done the beginning of Finding Nemo. Interesting. Oh, you, just, you, you just skip, skip over it? the beginning. I skip that too. Yeah. What do you tell them? When they ask where the mom is, well, they don't ask where the mom is. It's oh, like, that's interesting. Okay. No, 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 it's like in, in Cinderella, the 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 princess, the king is unmarried, right? Right. No one asks where the the wife is, where the right. where the queen is. There's just it's this weird indoctrination thing where in so many of these movies, the mother is dead. Yeah, kids just accept it. I we I just saw Hotel Transylvania three, the Hotel Transylvania series. Mother's dead. That's just it. You know? Here's what I thing? think is going to be great is, so is when common? your kids at like 25 watch Nemo from the beginning and it fucks them up yeah. because they didn't know the mom was dead the whole time. Wait, did I don't know if Eric told you the story about uh, a friend of ours who never watched the end of uh, Indiana Jones. And what do you mean? We, he 
He, he, may, he recorded. May he may have. I, I, I remember a story. This vaguely like this. feels familiar. From, yeah. yeah. He had recorded Indiana Jones, a friend of ours, and Last watched crusade. it on, yes, and watched it on tape. Uh-huh. And the tape cut off at, at what part I don't remember, but at a part where he was like, that makes sense. That's the end of the movie. <laughs> and then as an adult, they went and he went and watched it in theaters. It was like a, you know, because he, it was one of those like new Beverly movie. things. He yeah. went and watched it and he loved it. His favorite And it movie. was the greatest gift of all because he was like, there's another 17 minutes. Of oh this my movie? God. That's crazy. And his oh, mind I was blown. But what a magical gift. You That's love that great. movie so much. Yeah, you watch it on tape yeah. and you go watch it as an adult. You realize. I love it. I know. A little That's bit more great. for you. So, anyways, what do they think of Tarzan? Let's let's. Uh, I just want to review oh, yeah, these sorry, last yeah, yeah. four, last yeah. five, these the, last four Renaissance, Renaissance movies, movies because this because it takes a big dip after Lion King. Next movie is Pocahontas, which is the only one in this run that gets a rotten yeah. rating from. Mm. Uh, rotten it was a Tomatoes. swing. I don't think it's that bad. I mean, I, I think Mel it, likes it. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad. I think Colors of the Wind is a great that's song. That's what the, Mel loves. Colors of the Wind. It's a great song. Hunchback Notre Dame comes after that. Uh, Hercules comes after that, which I think is a pretty. Bald attempt to bring boys into yeah, back the fold. To the fold yeah. Yeah. And then Mulan seems like a little bit of a course correction. You know, now um Mulan's like one of my favorite Disney movies. Mulan's I've never seen Mulan. Oh, and I know hell. I need to I need to fix that. It's a great movie. Put the microphone down. Come on. Put the right now. Let's go. Yeah. Mulan. So we're back. We just watched Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it, guys. It was amazing. Right, right. Um, so those are those are the first eight movies in yeah. the in the Renaissance, and they're all well reviewed, except for Pocahontas, and they're all classics to some extent. Like they're all still like kind of in the canon. And then comes Tarzan, and I want to make the one first point about Tarzan: the characters don't sing, yes. and I think that's a big. Deal. I agree. And I think yeah. that might be why, if I were to rank these, I don't like Hunchback of Notre Dame. Like, period. <laughs> and I don't think and I don't think Hercu- and I don't think Hercules is good. But I would put it only above those two. Really? Yes. Really? Yeah. See, I actually it's funny. That I, just means it's behind Mulan Pocahontas and the four great movies. You probably put the same s- place, right? No. no. You put it above Pocahontas. Yeah. Would you put it above any of the first four? I would put I would put Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Lion King, and Mulan above it, and then it starts in for me. Little Mermaid, Aladdin, so above Beauty, Beauty and the Beast. Beast. Yeah, Bold. I'm not. A, I'm not a beauty. I just. I don't know what it is, but that that well, movie never we got me. Well, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, I just. It's I the, was, but even as a kid, I was uh, not a big Beauty yeah. and the Beast fan. I don't know why. It's the it's the old Brendan Fraser effect. I think we might have something. There's something I, to that because we've had guests. We had Erin uh, LaRosa on, and she talked about how George of the Jungle was the movie that made her oh sexual awakening, awake. I guess. Uh, <laughs> Just so men in loincloths in, in the jungle seems to really do it for a generation of women, it seems. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah. yeah, I get it. In <laughs> um, the words of Kara Thompson, I get it. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about the synopsis. Do it. Uh, For Tarzan, for those who don't know. Uh, In this Disney animated tale, the orphan Tarzan, played by Tony Goldwyn, grows up in the remote African wilderness raised by the gentle gorilla Kala, played by Glenn Close. When a British expedition enters the jungle, Tarzan encounters the beautiful Jane, played by Minnie Driver, and recognizes that, like her, he's human. Falling in love with Jane, Tarzan is torn between embracing civilization and staying with his gorilla family, which becomes threatened by the ruthless hunter Clayton, played by Brian Blessed. 
Bless it. Uh, Tarzan, Tarzan opened on June 16th, 1999, in first place with $34.2 million ahead of the general's daughter. Classic. Not so much. John Travolta, <laughs> I don't know, military. I've never seen it. He's we'll in the be military. Doing it. We'll be doing it sometime. Uh, it would go on to make $448 million worldwide and $130 million budget. That's a really expensive animated film. Like yes, it, was it is. Real pricey for the time. That's the other kind of thing about this renaissance. The first four movies were all made for under $50 million. And then the next, and then Pocahontas was 55. The next four, Hunchback was 100. Hercules was 80 million. Mulan was 90, and this was $130 million. Yeah. They so got real pricing. They just, yeah, at some point they just decided to throw a lot of money. Guys, I, I'm it's assuming, that deep canvas. I was going to say, it's got to be the tech. Yeah. yeah. You know, but still, like that's. They took a swing. It was the first time using it. Yeah, swing. I, I get it. Hey. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Tarzan has 88% on Rotten Tomatoes from critics and 75% from audiences. Uh, in Roger Ebert's four star review, he says something deep within the Tarzan myth speaks to us, and Disney's new animated Tarzan captures it. Maybe it's the notion that we can all inhabit this planet together, man and beast, and get along. The service of this movie is adventure, comedy, and movement. There are sequences here as exciting as the ballroom scene in Beauty and the Beast, but underneath is something of substance. The most durable movie character in history, which I think is a bold statement. Which I don't think is remotely true. Yeah, I probably fully, not. fully agree, Kenny. <laughs> this, 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 I think this is the, like, the best and most successful version? Yeah, depiction of Tarzan. Yeah, that feels right. And I didn't see the Sarsgaard one that came out, what, two years ago or whatever? Yeah, I think, I think that there might be this, this misremembering or, or maybe like this weird muscle memory for an older generation of like the Johnny Weissmuller mm-hmm. Tarzans. Mm-hmm. And we're talking like literally, I think the 40s and 50s, yeah. um, where he was kind of this matinee idol thing. It probably you know, serves as a sexual awakening for all our grandmothers. But that <laughs> that didn't that was gone. That was long, long, yeah. long gone at this point. And he was not durable in any way. Um, I, I, I think Tarzan's a weird character, and I'll get into that. It's a little bit, it's a little weird. I'm not going to disagree. Yeah. Uh, and I think that they they kind of rush his character. I mean, his character is like, they're just like, go, 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 go. Like, they don't yeah. really stop for a second. But I do like at the very end of Roger Ebert's review here, he says, uh, uh, the most durable movie character in, in history emerges this time as a man who asks the question, why are you threatened by anyone different than you? Which I think is interesting. I mean, I do yeah. think that this movie is tackling that stuff in a pretty graceful way for the most part. I'm hung up on the most durable movie character. Do you guys have any, <laughs> you guys have any thoughts on who that might actually be? Hmm. I'll, I, I'll throw some out. I mean, durable is an interesting word like Darth Vader is not on this list right right like this has to be a character that's in the public domain that you or I could take tomorrow and and make a movie Mm. of I mean just for the sake like it could possibly be Indiana Jones you know yeah or Batman or something like that because like it doesn't seem seem right I don't know I I want to bring up Robin Hood but there and there have been many many iterations of Robin Hood Mm -hmm. I don't know that there's one that we can all point to and go Wow. Yeah. They, that's it. They nailed it. I mean, it might be the Kevin Costner one. That's probably, yeah. at least for people of our age, that's yeah. probably yeah. the Robin Hood. No, I, I, I think that's true. You know I mean, yeah. but, but I agree. I'd throw out Dracula. Dracula. Yeah. Good one. Dracula feels like the right one, one yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, to I'd some extent. That. But, you know, like, those, I guess they're the Frankenstein. Those Frankenstein. Right. I, I love the Robin Hood idea, yeah. though. I mean, you know, King Arthur's another one. Yeah. Yes. That's, um, oh, that's a great one. Like it's, yeah. Like yeah, it's that's played a, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I think all four of those characters in the right hands mm-hmm. today could be an Oscar nominee movie. 
right? Mm-hmm. Not in the dark universe's hands for some of them, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I think those are those are some some characters I would say are more durable than yeah. I mean, Tarzan is also just not a character. He's not a character that I feel like I really like that. There's a lot of shades there. You know, it feels like we've seen a bunch of iterations of him. Like even just you say Robin Hood, you say Dracula, just those two characters alone. I feel like I've seen five or six different versions of, you know what I mean? That all feel different. Well, all right. So Robin, Robin, Robin like, Hood represents something. Robin Hood represents yeah. charity. He's yeah. charity sure. in the form of a human being. Dracula represents sexual desire in the form of a human being. <laughs> yes. Frankenstein represents yeah. like man's desire to play God in right. the form of a monster being. So what does Tarzan really resent? I guess he really resents our animal nature, yeah. which is yeah. interesting yeah. in its own way. Yeah. If it was really explored, like I, I, I'm, and again, I'm not expecting Disney to do a deep dive into you know, what it means to grapple with our sort of animal instincts and the, all that. Uh, but I think they, they touch on it in a pretty in a pretty respectful way. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, I do think it's interesting. I, I also think that, so there were a lot of positive reviews of, of this film, a lot more than I, I quite honestly around. expected. Um, I'm going to read two other ones really quickly. Uh, Entertainment Weekly compared the film's advancement in visual effects to The Matrix. Stating that it had the nearest, compu- the neatest computer-generated background work since Keanu Reeves did the backstroke in slow motion. They elaborate Three weeks by earlier. Yeah, weeks earlier. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah, when yeah. the Matrix came out, like six weeks prior. Amazing. Uh, they elaborate by describing how the characters move seamlessly through the backgrounds themselves, giving the film a unique three-dimensional feel that far surpassed the quality of previous live-action attempts. Which I would agree. I do think that, and we'll get into it more. But there are sequences in this film that I was like pretty gobsmacked by yeah. and you know it's 2018 and we've seen you know any number of pixar movies no, or the way like, he moves through the trees it's it's, it's very impressive cool. it's pretty awesome uh and then awarding the film three stars james uh Baraldini, uh wrote from a purely visual standpoint this may be the most impressive of all disney's traditional animated features the backdrops are lush the characters are well realized the action sequences are dizzying with frequent changes of perspective and camera angles no conventional animated film has been this ambitious before i think all of that is true mm-hmm. um but it still feels like the film's a little rushed to me. You know what I mean? Definitely. And I think, you know, it has, it, it feels like all this money was spent on visuals. Right. Yeah. And it feels like the script is lacking. It's and thin. It's just, you know, I mean, I wrote at, at the 40 minute mark, what's the story? Yeah. And I, I still kind of feel like it's beautiful to watch. It's beautiful to look at. I really think that. I think there's yeah. like some interesting ideas at play here. Um, but I'm missing a lot of what of, of the Disney magic here. It doesn't feel like a Disney movie to me. I think that's kind of what it comes down to. I think for me, the I had the same feeling <laughs> at rewatching it, which nine year old Emily did not feel so distinctly. <laughs> um, in my, the middle my of the kids movie, loved it, by the way, we're, oh really? Yes, they oh, did. That's good. They that did, makes yeah. me happy. Um, I feel like in the middle of the movie, I was asking myself. Who's the bad guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know Clayton's the bad guy. Eventually. Eventually. Yeah. But he spends most of the movie shaking Tarzan and saying, where are the gorillas? And that's kind of the extent of his sort of like dastardly plan to find the gorilla. Like, I feel like what is so special about Disney is that their villains are great. They have great, memorable villains. And I don't know that, I remember Tarzan and Jane very distinctly looking back. I, I did not remember Clayton. Well, I think part yeah. of it is that the villain for what the first half of the movie is that leopard. 
Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So it's kind of, they've kind of broken it into two things. Like they even dress Clayton like the leopard. So to, uh, later in the film intentionally. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it it's, so it's an interesting choice. Um, but I agree that you're like, I know that Clayton's going to turn on them at some point, but, you're, but you don't feel that. And you're waiting. Yeah, the you're propulsion is, is I, it. I, I so agree with that. It's, it's, part of what's going on here, I think, you know, there's on one hand, there's the, the characters don't sing, which irks me and takes me a little bit out of my Disney comfort zone. The other thing that goes, that's going on here. And, and I think what we're kind of hitting on is this is a very grounded yes. Disney movie. Yeah. So the animals talk, but like the animals don't talk don't speak in English, right? Not they, to the humans. Yes. They no. speak in English the way, like, you know, like, 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 this is such a fucking nerdy reference, but like the way Carmen is in out is in Italian, but they're supposed to be speaking Spanish, right? Right. Like, it's like they 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 speak to each other in English so we can understand it, but these are not talking animals in the way that, like, you know, Flounder talks to Ariel. Right. Or, you know, Sebastian talks to Ariel. Yeah. Or talking inanimate objects, like the way that, you know, the the foe, not the foe, the, the, what's the clock name? You know, the clock or the candlestick yeah, yeah, talk to yeah. Ariel, et cetera, et cetera. So there's, there's that aspect of like the animals are animals in this movie. Mm. The humans are humans in this movie. There is no magic in this movie. There's no actual element of magic in this movie. You know, see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. Everything, yes. everything is of our world with the exception of like Tarzan being Tarzan, but that's still well, kind of, there meant- is this, I mean, and you, you just touched upon it, but like, there is this kind of weird hinkiness to, cause I was watching it with Mel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, so wait, these, an- Tarz- these animals can talk and Tarzan's talking to these animals. She's like, wait until Jane gets there. And I was like, oh, okay. And then Jane shows up and then all of a sudden, you know, they can't hear All them. All you hear is is noises and it's, Tarzan's making noises and you realize you've seen it through his lens and they cannot speak English. Right, <laughs> which, is, which I think is interesting. Like, I actually do think that that's like a, a pretty bold move on their part. But to your point, uh, that's the only quote-unquote magic that exists. Magic. But it's not really magic. Yeah. It's, it's ultimately, like, that's yeah. not magic. That's, you know, in, in Babe. Babe is a yeah. really good example of a movie that does that, right? Yeah. The yeah. farmer can't hear Babe. Right. Because Babe doesn't speak right. English. Or ultimately. the toys in Toy Story. Same same thing. To toys in yeah. Toy Story to some extent. So except that's not perfect because actually the toys could speak. They spoke to Sid. Like they could speak. Like it's like a different <laughs> oh, thing. Yeah. Like, I forgot they spoke that, to yeah. Sid. It's like a different weird thing. That's like, a, but yeah, I, I that, agree. That is yeah, magic. Weird. But if you look at these other Disney <laughs> Renaissance movies, they all have some element of ad- magic. Little Mermaid magic. Beauty and the Beast. Aladdin. Yep. Lion King, it's his own thing. Like technically there's no real magic there even though he speaks to his dead father. Um Pocahontas is magic, and even though it's historical, uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame, I believe he speaks to the gargoyles and gargoyles exactly. Yeah, Gibson, the voice in uh, in Pocahontas, is yes, he John he is. Smith. Yes, he he's John Smith. Yeah, it's weird. Hercules is magic. It's all about gods. Mulan, she speaks to her dead relatives. They yeah. like she summons them. Yeah. So it is this like we. That's it the is, kind I, of where I where I where I come down on this movie. It just doesn't feel like Disney to me, and the way those other movies do. I'm going to say I don't disagree. I'm going to say one thing though. As it became clear to me that they weren't going to sing in this film and that the music was going to play as sort of a Greek chorus or background like to, to, monta- yeah, to, to montage sequences that teach us something about Beautiful Phil Collins Beautiful narrative. Phil Collins narrative. Uh, I kind of thought to myself, like, I don't, I don't actually mind this. It felt different. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you that show tunes are show tunes. Like, you can't, you can't go wrong. I'm, as a fan of musicals, Kenny and I are both fans of musicals, we'll say. Uh, 
fanatics. <laughs> At least one of us are. <laughs> so it was, it was, it felt like a departure. But all of this is a way to say that I actually think that these departures didn't feel particularly jarring to me. I thought they worked within the context of this film mm-hmm. and made the movie stand out for me. So I'm not saying that they're necessarily good or bad. It just made it stand out. It made it sort of feel different. I'm not for either. good or for bad. I'm not either. I I, I, yeah. want, I want that on the record. I don't mean this as a I don't mean this <laughs> noted, as a noted. value judgment <laughs> yeah. as much as an observation. Yeah. Like that, why this just doesn't quite fit into the same mold. I think anything else they've done. I think that makes sense. And also, I read online. I wish I could remember who's. I wish I could remember who said it, but. Basically, they know they did that. They stood up and mm-hmm. said, listen, to have a man in a loincloth standing on a branch singing, singing. to yeah. his heart's desire feels too silly for us. Like, we can't get past it. We got to <laughs> call on. Phil. Kenny's in. Too silly for the company that had a singing teapot. <laughs> a singing <laughs> like, teapot. It's, it's too much. <laughs> a singing teapot. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a, yeah. But I like, teapot's a good joke, too. Um, <laughs> even though I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, yeah, Mrs. Potts. Yeah, Mrs. Potts. Okay. Mrs. Potts. Um, that's my Mrs. Potts. I also <laughs> think there's some interesting things that I read about um, the choices that they made by, in terms of how they were sort of inspired in the animation of this film. Uh, Ebert actually talks about how uh, they were inspired by Japanese anime. The characters have exaggerated sized yeah. eyes. You really can sort in their mouths, their emotions are clearer. All stuff that, like, it's interesting to look at because it's it's weird to me, but like Disney for a very long time felt very, um, the style of animation felt very similar to itself. Yeah. I feel like the first film that I noticed a difference was Pocahontas. Pocahontas looked different in terms of the animation. It and does stylistically. I'd say, I think. Um, Not th- in a bad way. I think Lion King looks different. I think that opening circle of like life sequence, I, I'm, I think that's revolutionary. Well, I, I mean, when I say look different, I just mean it's it's very it's very round, it's very inviting. Okay. It's it, it that's what I mean. Not mm-hmm. in terms of the color palettes are very it's just very accessible. Pocahontas felt like a swing in a bunch of ways, and one of them I think was that, which is aesthetically, it was historically based. You know, they tried to do a bunch of things with that movie, and some people feel they failed, some people feel they didn't, and then they pivoted right back to stylistically. Hunchback looks very similar to, to the movies that came before. Yeah. As, then, as does Hercules and as does right. Mulan. Yeah. Hercules is a little more angular, but still very similar. And then in this as well, I feel like they don't really deviate from the look of their films until Pixar kind of comes into play. And, yeah. you know, and then you've got Tangled and all the stuff that comes out of that on the on the Disney animation side. That's a different— That's a totally different That's breed a different of, bow, of, yeah. those—, those uh, those Disney animation, Wreck-It Ralph yeah. and yeah, yeah. Zootopia. Those are like, that's a different thing um, entirely. I would but- agree. This is also, Tarzan became the last film, uh, short length or feature length, made by Walt Disney Animation Studios to win an Academy Award until Paperman in 2012, which was the... Um, Most of a short. That short. Oh. It was in front of, I don't remember which one it was in front of, but I love that short. That's such a good short. Uh, so that was 13 years later. I mean, it, it's pretty... Crazy. Zootopia did win. Zootopia did win. Animated uh, feature. But yeah. yeah. Um, One more point I want to make just about Pixar. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something just remarkable to me about Pixar. Is are you look at all these movies and basically everything Disney has ever done. um, And Disney hand-drawn animation has ever done. The exception of a few. But pretty much all of them have source material. Right? And either they have... 
direct source material like Little Mermaid or Aladdin or indirect like Lion King is Hamlet, right? Um, more or less. Pixar never it's has crazy. done anything with yeah. source material. It's crazy. It's insane. Yeah. Like, I, I, all these... It's compl- impressive. It's, it's crazy. Amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. And it's, that's a very cool aspect of Pixar to me. Um, to yeah, do you, that. To, to, to tell original the, the stories. The sheer originality of that company is really yeah. pretty staggering. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It's, it's yeah, it's kind of amazing to think about how that how successful that company has been on wholly original ideas. Just hiring amazing storytellers yeah. and letting them tell stories they want to tell. It's, yeah, it's, it's remarkable. Um, so... I have to be honest when I say that I don't think I thought about Tarzan in 1999. I think the only time that How it even was you. on my radar <laughs> was when I was pissed that Phil Collins won over Amy Mann for Magnolia. Yes. Uh, I just, I just got to be honest. I think that's fair. Amy Mann's song and her songs were so vitally important to the fabric of that movie. People didn't understand Magnolia. No. People didn't get it the way and they They will when we do our three-part episode. No shit. <laughs> A three-parter. Yeah, it's going to be great. Maybe. Oh, boy. Maybe, maybe oh boy. a five-parter. <laughs> maybe a whole minute. Don't, whole, don't whole thing. limit it's just yourselves. Gonna be, it's just Get gonna, it all out it's there. It's just going to become podcasts <laughs> like Magnolia. we're doing Magnolia every week. <laughs> I mean, by the way, people <laughs> we, might be happy with that. I'm not going to lie. Like, if we just know. did a podcast about Magnolia, there's a lot of Magnolia people. might be clamoring for more Omega codes. Oh, Who geez. knows? <laughs> Get ready, guys. Omega code coming down the pike. Coming your way. Um, so... There's a bunch of things that I read online that I think are interesting. The animator, uh, Glenn Keane, has a son who was into surfing and skateboarding, and that's yes. how he sort of came up with the way that Tarzan kind of slides through the jungle trees and all of that, which I think is awesome. They also yeah. apparently got Tony Hawk to come in, and they actually did like these tests with him and the way he skateboards. I have a very specific memory of mm. watching the Disney Channel uh-huh. and seeing like a weird promo huh. where it was like footage of the movie really like woven in with just tony, tony hawk? hawk doing <laughs> his, i love it his, uh, his tony hawk thing i, yeah. I don't know a skateboard trick <laughs> ollie is that grinding yeah great you guys are nailing it <laughs> ollie and i know grinding skateboarding, skateboarding. <laughs> you think we were skateboarders no, was- just a couple of skater dives <laughs> Just a couple of bros. Just a couple of... Just a couple of skater punks. Oh, God. Just a couple of skater boys. So... But yeah, it was a big part of the marketing, (laughs) is what I'm saying. They really leaned into that. I I also love... So Phil Collins wrote the bulk of You'll Be In My Heart while at a Christmas party. Oh, great. Uh, While playing the piano at at a neighbor's house over the holidays, Collins wrote down the chords and melody for the emotional song on the back of some wrapping paper so he wouldn't forget. Afterwards, he recorded a quick demo and sent it to filmmakers and then won an Academy Award. I love it. The music supervisor in an interview I watched said, you know, we took Phil the treatment and we were like, here's the treatment. Here's what it's going to be about. But like, just sit tight because, you know, we need to figure out what the story is and then we'll tell you like what direction we need the songs to go in. You know, it it might be like a year before you hear from us again. Mm -hmm. And then... Two and a half months later, Phil Collins emailed him four songs and was like, here's the song. <laughs> <laughs> here's the song. We're done. And they used three out of four of them. That's great. I mean, Which he's is, obviously a genius. I'm not know, taking anything away from Phil Collins. I think that's amazing that he just, was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the <laughs> cool, song. Cool, cool, cool. Here's the song. Just shut up. Here's the song. So, that doesn't shock me. No, I know. <laughs> because let's yeah. just say, and I do think these are great songs, and I do think You'll Be In My Heart is a great it's song. Great. Let's just say it doesn't always match up with the visuals. 
because the opening sequence of this movie with the boat set ablaze that you guys were so not into. The ship set ablaze that you guys were like kind of into. Um, it was magnificent. The ship set ablaze you guys were totally into uh, was scored to like like this Phil Collins-y, genesis not even genesis this like Phil Collins fucking song. My drums. Yeah. 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 And, and I'll make the other point that I think like if we don't make it on the podcast, like we should. It's it, There's something. All right. So, so Tarzan. <laughs> Are you starting from the beginning? Or what's hold on, hold on. Let's circle so, back. Let's circle we've back. Been talking for so Tarzan. Minutes. He's a boy. Raised by a girl. Tarzan is a Tarzan is an English child. Yes. Tarzan is raised in the jungles of Africa. Yes. Um, Tarzan is a history, including the book by you know we didn't even mention Edgar Rice Burroughs. Edgar Rice Burroughs. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Has some spotty history when it comes to race. Yes. And Tarzan the Disney movie purposely left out Africans from Mm -hmm. this movie to avoid having to Deal with it. Deal with it one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. A decision that if you're not going to make the right decisions, making no decision is better than making the wrong decision. I will I will stand by that to some extent. Um, sure. But by having Phil Collins, the most English man to ever put his voice on any kind of record, or not the most, but one of them. I mean, Phil Collins is so English. He's, yeah. yeah. So yeah. British. To have him score it puts this... Anglo sheen on this whole thing. That's very true. That I think is just like Tarzan. Yeah. You know, it's this, it's just this idea. If you're raised in Africa, you're a savage. You go back to England, you become refined. And, and like, you know, Africa's where the heart is, but English is where the, is, is where the class, England is where the class is. And, 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 and that's like, it just feels, especially, especially after like, I think Elton John kind of knocked it out of the park with the yeah. Lion King soundtrack about as much as one could you know you toe that line between appropriation and paying proper respect while also being commercial um that did not happen in this movie these are these are phil collins songs these are mid-90s easy easy listening phil collins songs yes that have virtually nothing to do with the visuals or the themes of this movie when you look at it from a geopolitical perspective which would never happen today i don't hold it against the movie in any weird way I just kind of want that on the record. I, yeah, I, I agree. He's yeah. not writing a, a musical. It's ultimately what it comes down to. Like, mm-hmm. I think that to your point, like Elton John, you know, 
yeah. sat down and read the tree, yeah. wrote music that corresponds to the story of it and was telling a story. And obviously yeah. there's musical sequences there that are furthering the plot. Mm-hmm. He didn't do that. And I do wonder <laughs> from your story, Emily, if there is an element of Phil just being like, here are four fucking songs. Enjoy. Like it, it I don't yeah. necessarily know. He just kind of wrote stuff that was vague enough that it could apply. But then he does talk about how some of the songs, there's one, um, forgive me, Son of Something. Son it, of Man. Son of Man. It's the first one, right? Or that's a set. Uh, that's one? the montage one okay. where it's like, you're growing up. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's so Kuna Batata. Yeah. Hakuna Batata. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it's it. It's crazy. <laughs> This is where Kenny just sings the Lion King for the next hour. I I would. (laughs) You put a microphone in front of me, I can't stop. I'd listen to it. I would too. Next week, Kenny sings the Lion King. Disney classics. Yeah, perfect. Are you guys aware that there is a karaoke studio right next door? We could go. Wait, really? Yeah, downstairs under the Starbucks. Is that true? I swear to God. I I know we already took a break to watch Milan, but put your mics down. (laughs) And... We're back. And we're back. Okay. So we do- Kenny has a beautiful, <laughs> voice. A beautiful voice. Guys, you have no idea how. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, so, to get back to Tarzan, I could go. I, I love him. I could. I mean, this. I'll, I'll be at the karaoke studio after this. <laughs> You're all welcome to join, join me. We'll put this on Facebook Live. Um, I do think that they. Oh, Jesus. I do you think grabbed that your they, phone after that. Yeah. I was like, wait, are is, you? Is he are you? Doing? Doing? I don't even know what Facebook Live is. Oh, okay. Cool. I mean, I uh, Instagram story. Just um, kidding. Let's go. I think that one of the things I think they do very well in this film is the idea of humanity connecting between people and obviously the apes and all the various sort of connections that exist yeah. from a chromosome perspective and what have you. Uh, the animator talked about how that first one of the nicest scenes in the movie, I think, is the scene where Jane and Tarzan do the whole hand thing, and he realizes that she is human like yeah. him. And it's a really beautiful moment. And again, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that's silent. They convey a lot of really beautiful stuff without dialogue. They don't talk for the first 10 minutes of the movie. It's, it's really weird. impressive. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> but I think that um, it's, that moment— It's nice. Like, it's a really beautiful scene. I, I'm, I'm, I am, like, weirdly kind of falling for the movie over the course of the podcast. Oh, love it. It's, it's just kind of, in, its, in its own way. Yeah. Just, just a— Divorced from the rest of the Disney kind of milieu, yeah, it is its I own think you're lovely right. little it's thing. It's not yeah. very, yeah, it's not very Disney, yeah, but but it works. Yeah, I, I think what's interesting is the animator, just to get really, you know, saccharine or what have you, said that he came up with that moment when he held his daughter for the first time and they did that thing with their hands, oh, and you're just that's like, so nice. okay, that's like the nicest yeah. thing ever. It's, and again, you can feel that love in the scene. It's really, really, it's really well done. Yeah. Um, so I'm just kind of looking at other stuff that I think is interesting. Oh, uh, the end when it came to the death of it's Clayton, dark. it's, it's real dark. Yeah. Uh, they had a couple different ways they wanted to go about it. There were somewhere, uh, Tarzan goes to London and there was a whole like totally different third act where they went to London and kind of did the whole King Kong thing where like he goes to London and realizes that he doesn't belong and then he yeah. comes back. There was a movie in, I believe, the mid-80s called Greystroke. Yes. Um, that was Tarzan. I've never seen it. It was Tarzan in London. And it's, okay. It's this weird, um, it's like a John Milius movie. I can totally see the like the, the VHS box. Yeah, there, yeah. There's a story about it that it was really supposed to be this like massive 
Oscar player, you know, like the story of Tarzan in in, in England, but uh, it was just a disaster. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, it's a good thing that Disney didn't do it because, quite honestly, when they got on the boat, I was like, "Are we going to fucking London?" Now? Well, it seemed like they. I really did. Seemed, think, and then when the like turn, the movie is when the turn happened, I was like, "Okay, good." Back, back to the back to the jungle because yeah. that's where this movie lives. It's it's not in London. Gray Stoke. Gray Stoke. And it was not a John Milius movie. Hugh Hudson. I don't know who that is, but yeah, it was supposed to be a big deal, and it wasn't. Um, so the 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 end moment, uh, and I just want to talk about it because there's a. a um, a quote from the DVD commentary from the directors that I think is interesting. Mm. Uh, so at the end, spoiler, uh, Clayton hangs himself. Yeah. He gets tangled in the vines. He starts hacking away at the vines and Tarzan's like, no, 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 stop, stop. And he doesn't. And then he falls and he hangs himself and you see his, his silhouette uh, in the lightning and the rain or what have you. And it's, it's a, it's pretty haunting. It's a pretty haunting image, yeah. quite honestly. They also, I mean, like the other thing that's kind of ghastly is the dead leopard. Yeah. Like, that was, I mean, that's tough, he too. He comes out with it after stabbing it? Yeah, I didn't love that. Um, <laughs> at the beginning, when they find, when, like... The um, dead parents? Yeah, when they find the dead parents, they're lying, there's blood on the yeah, floor. It's, it's very dark. Even though when she loses her baby, yeah. when the baby runs away and they're yeah. like, stop. I'm like, wait, the baby died? Like, it's very, <laughs> there's it's, a lot of dark stuff there's in There's a lot there. of dark shit in this. Um, the, the directors say... Robert Town wrote... Greystoke. Really? Yeah. So well, yeah, I knew there oh, was some Chinatown fame. Yes, I knew there was yeah. some kind of special little that's, that's thing cool. there. Yeah. Um the directors on the commentary said, What makes a great villain is that they have the dark reflection of the hero. Clayton grew up in civilized society, and while he may portray himself as a gentleman, at his core he's a pure savage, unlike Tarzan, who actually grew up in the jungle. His policy is to shoot and never ask questions, believing himself a real man by doing so. He shows no real compassion for life, even human life. In this fight, we see just how animalistic he really is. Attacking like a wild animal, seeing Tarzan, but nothing as nothing but prey, thinking only of how to kill him and giving no pause for sense or reason, which ultimately was his own end. I mean, I do like that they put that kind of thought into it. Like I I know that they're all kind of and by they and all I mean Disney, there's a lot of fairy tales, there's a lot of sort of playing with archetypes or playing with sort of mythology, mm-hmm. mythos and all of that. And it's great to see that they put the amount of thought that they do into the villains and why they do this, because this is a very dark moment that could have been kind of like glibly kind of sure. thrown away. And I think they did a really great job with it. One more Greystoke update. Please. <laughs> nominated, nominated for Best Screenplay. So I Wait, would, really? Yeah. Of course it was Robert Town. Nominated for Best Screenplay, Best Supporting Actor, and Best, supporting actor. And best Makeup. Yeah. Uh, Dang. This, the person nominated was a person named Ralph Richardson. But, I love. Um, are, are there more? Do you have more Chris? Do I have more? Chris? I mean, just hopefully we can have some more. Wait, updates. what year did this come out? This came out in eighty. Who was the lead? In it? Yeah, I don't even know. The this lead. Is. I can see the poster. The, the, the Greystoke. Um, I guess it's like Ralph Richardson, no. who was nominated in a supporting role. That makes no sense. But that's what it seems to be. All right. So, um, so uh, no, no, it's definitely not Ralph Richardson. Christopher okay. Lambert was named. Yes, Chris. That's exactly who it yes. is. Chris Lambert. Okay. Um, and so, Andy McDowell was Jane. Interesting. This seems impossible. Hmm. Wait, Andy McDowell. I actually think she was dubbed over. She was that's by the, Glenn Close. Yes, that's exactly what happened. She was dubbed over by Glenn in Close. This, in this, they yes. talk about how she. Yeah. That's part of the famous wait, wait, wait. thing. She couldn't <laughs> deliver her dialogue. She could deliver her dialogue. And Glenn Close, so Glenn Close had to come in and they dubbed over. Yes, they ADR'd her entire performance it. in that yes. movie. What? Why couldn't she deliver her dialogue? What couldn't, happened? Couldn't tell you. I bet because she's Andy McDowell and has a, like that serious Southern accent and she couldn't play British. 
Oh. That's a guess. I don't know. But that's, I, and the only reason I know that is because in reading about Glenn Close in Tarzan, yeah. it somehow is folded in there. Anyway, so. Bonus on Greystoke? <laughs> bonus Greystoke episode? Maybe, maybe. I mean, maybe I, we'll I'm not it. against it. I'm down for I'd it. I'd be down for it. Yeah, Are you, you going to come back? Oh, I'm watching Greystoke? it. And I'm coming back. <laughs> <It's> gonna, <this laughs> We're great. talking about it. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, Mini Driver's great as Jane. Yeah, oh, she is. And she apparently, she's like, so she's so sweet. She's perfect. And she did a whole bunch, apparently, of like improvising, and you can feel it in the performance. She's so it's rambly. Adorable. It's she's so, so great. cute. She's amazing. She is. She's I, really cute. I absolutely loved it. This movie, by the way, has a great ending. It's yeah. The, the exact ending I want oh, out of this yeah. movie. Uh, yeah. You know, like, I obviously want her to run back, but yeah. like, I also want the dad to run back. You yes. Know? I've seen yes. Little Mermaid. Yeah. And I think Little Mermaid has oh, that's the right. most amazing ending. Yeah. Like that that movie may, makes me cry. That's great. But I don't need it every time. Yeah. You know, I like mm. I don't need it. Give me the dad going back to. Like let yeah. everyone be a happy family. The dad oh. swinging from the vine at the end was a little yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> It's a Disney movie. What do you want? No, I know, but I was like, oh, this is cool. Look at Jane. And, and, and there's, oh, there's there the is. dad. What? Isn't like the elephant doing it too? Like everyone's on the vibe. He, also has, he has that Disney dad like like body. Yes. You know, that, like he's really short. Like a pair? Yeah, well, yeah, the, yeah. The king in uh, Cinderella has that like short, fat body. Jasmine's dad has yeah. that short, fat yeah. body. Um, I think I think Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast dad, dad. Yeah. dad has that same. Every exact mom body. is dead. Yeah. Every mom is dead. Dads are dads are plump, bumbling little people yeah. with big yeah. bushy mustaches. Big bushy mustaches. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Prominent facial hair. So, which one's talking about the plot of this movie? At an hour and seven minutes sure. in, feels like the right time. <laughs> um, yes, go on. So, uh, we are in a Phil Collins montage from the jump. True, Ooh. Tarzan title. Phil Collins right there. They're building a tree house. They're building a tree house. It's fun. The boats, it burns down. It's a whole thing. Uh, Tarzan's parents are shipwrecked. They land in the jungle. Tiger kills Tarzan's parents. This all happens pretty quickly. Classic Disney, kill the parents early. Get them out of the way. Get them out of the way. (laughs) We don't need them. (laughs) Take a a page from Nickelodeon where kids rule. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Kala decides to raise Tarzan, who's voiced by uh, by Glenn Close. Um, and then there's this, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank on the, the other, what's the other? Kerchak. Kerchak is like, fuck no. And she's like, no, but yeah. And he's like, all right, I guess. So in, in all the other Tarzan myth- mythos, yeah. Kerchak is who kills his parents. Interesting. And that's whatever. But that's, yeah, that's everything else. Huh. So. That's interesting. Uh, um, Rosie O'Donnell shows up as we as we said, comic relief as this character Turk. Turk dares Tarzan. He's a little boy at this point. Mm-hmm. Was like five or six, probably something like that. Sure. Uh, dares Tarzan to get an elephant hair, mm-hmm. and then there's like pandemonium that I ensues. Thought, after I thought that. it was go to the elephant gra- graveyard at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you do see how much Lion King is in this. Yeah, but yeah. there's a fair. There's a lot of Lion yeah. King. Is it? They they only had one. I mean, it's funny. I'm not even kidding. When know, they did that, I'm like, wait a sec. Feels like we're doing Lion King. There's definitely going back to the well. Uh, so then we get another music montage, uh, which shows yeah. the passage of time, bringing us to present day with Tarzan all grown up. Yep. All right. Before that, I, yes, I, right. I, I have a choice quote from Absolutely. my children. Um, so there's this moment when Tarzan's mom, Kala, is having like Tarzan hear her heart. Right. Oh, yeah. And then he hears, feels his own heart. And at that point, basically, um, you know, the, the, the point, as my son pointed out, is that we're all the same. Yeah. And Layla, my daughter, goes, 
I'm not the same as a monkey. And Rollins goes, mm, actually, you are. <laughs> oh, that's I love so it. Cute. And then over the course of this movie, because my son is very much into evolution, he's also into Jesus. But, you know, he, he's managed to tie these two things it's, together. It's complicated. It's amazing. <laughs> Quick story on that. So my, so I've been teaching my kids evolution since they could ask, like, where people come from. Because, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. That's probably what happened. Cause I, cause that's a, where people come from. Because <laughs> Let's I, say yes, it. It's yeah. where they came from. They're yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. It could be because I went to college and believed, believed people. Uh, so, um, I, so I've been teaching about evolution from the beginning. Mm. Somebody also taught him about God of Jesus. I'm a Jew. God of Jesus. And my, my son, who is one quarter Catholic, has really glommed on at this idea of God of Jesus. That's cool. So... <laughs> my nep, we were we were walking home. My nephew, who's five, my son, who's six, and me. And my nephew says, "You know, we all come from monkeys." And Rollins, my son, goes, "Well, technically, that's true, but not really." It's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "What do you mean, Rollins?" He goes, "Well, technically, one of us came from a monkey, and just only because God turned that monkey into a person, and then God took that person's rib and made a woman." And I'm like, "Oh, he's." Oh. He's I got like a whole it. narrative. Yes. He's got a whole thing. I know, no, he's he, really brought he these two together. The two. He married the two together. I like it. So he didn't want to like t- throw my, yeah. my yeah, but he also like big ups God when he wins at sports. Me and him, <laughs> me and him, I'm not kidding. Me and him won a, we, I love this. We won a, uh, a go-kart race at like a go-kart place. Uh-huh. And my wife goes, um, Rollins, wasn't that great? I was driving, obviously, he's yeah. six. <laughs> he goes, Rollins, wasn't that great the way daddy won the race with you guys? And he goes, well, yeah, but like technically, it was God. <laughs> like, He's like credit where credit. Yeah, she's yeah, like she's yeah. like she, she's like no no no. It, it was Daddy. She, she goes yeah, it was Daddy, but it was really because that's what God wanted. I'm like, mm, mm, what's going on here? How am I going to untie this yeah, knot? How do you, yeah. how do you unring this bell? Uh, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let it go. I, you know what I always <laughs> said? I'm gonna let my kids do whatever they want when it comes to religion, <laughs> and I'm gonna hold I'm gonna hold fast to it. <sighs> Whatever they want to do, they believe what they want to believe. I believe what I want to believe. Part of my part of my belief system is I don't actually believe anything. Like I don't think I know anything. But I don't think I know more than you or you or anyone else. We all have different life experiences. Yeah. So I don't want to put anything on them when it comes to things that can't be proven, like fucking evolution. Um <laughs> I don't want to put anything Preach. on when it comes to like oh when it when it comes to a belief system and, and things like that. Whatever you want to do, so we'll see what happens. I'm excited. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait to see what happens. So, just the way that ties in, he did go. You know, technically, everything in the world, every living thing in the world, is part of the same family. I'm like, oh, okay, that's actually nice, though. It really is sweet. He's finding Quite like poignant. he's finding these very like these gems in this interesting yeah. kind of yeah. So it's glad very, Tarzan Tarzan's bringing people together. I really did like That's it. Great. I really did like like it the way I think it was meant to be liked, which was lovely. It's great. Okay. Uh, Tarzan gets into a fight with the leopard that killed his parents and uh, yeah. and kills the leopard, yeah, as Kenny um, spoke of earlier. Uh, I really, really like the way they use the CG to get some of Tarzan's POVs on the branches and shit mm-hmm. like that. Like I think that must have looked amazing on a big, big screen. screen. Totally. I mean, it must have just been fantastic. Uh, not sure how I feel about Tarzan's dreadlocks. Discuss. There are no uh, combs in that the That is wild. how the hair would be. And if you... <laughs> I don't know. True to life. <laughs> I don't... Fine. He wouldn't know any better. 
Yeah, why would he? Yeah, but he would have hair all over his body. That's but sure. Yes. Why no, doesn't he have a beard? Let's ask the hard questions. Yeah, why doesn't he hair. have a beard? He's like a dolphin. Why doesn't he's he have like a, a dolphin? Why doesn't he have a beard? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? These are the hard yeah, questions. We don't have answers I don't, to. Uh, I don't know. That's um, not that's not on this Tarzan movie. That's on all Tarzan movies. We yeah. we see him fashioning a, a weapon, a spear of sorts. Mm-hmm. And he perhaps. uses that to shave? Ugh. Uh, I don't know why. I'm just But I love it. I, I love I love that your development I'm brain trying. was like, I'm, I'm doing like, it. I'm trying. Maybe. Uh, I mean, Alex Sarsgaard doesn't have any beard and... That's what I'm saying. It's a problem with Tarzan. Yeah. The most Wait, durable character. In that Tarzan movie, he's coming back... <laughs> in the Skarsgård movie, he's coming back from London, though. He knows how to shave. Oh, right. I forgot him. Then it doesn't matter. Uh, Jane shows up with her dad, who's an explorer and a big game hunter named Clayton. As we've mentioned, Jane is trying to study gorillas. Trump child. yeah he would he totally be the guy that's like holding the tail yeah Yeah. totally uh tarzan saves jane from a herd of angry baboons great the baboon sequence is top notch yeah yeah scary took them three years apparently to to do that it's great i mean the work really went into it man like yeah it's great it's magnificent um when she when she she, she jumps and he grabs her by the hoop of her skirt and she's flying i'm like this is magical yeah yeah. And then chooses her umbrella when they're, uh, yeah, to like. She's very clever. Teamwork. Yeah, teamwork. Uh, we learn that Tarzan doesn't speak English. We have that whole like interesting moment where like, oh, he's been, we've been, I guess, eavesdropping on some other language for the past 40 minutes I or so. I do think his mimic thing is really cute. No, no, no. I'm Jane. When like yes. she's trying to. He speaks English so really fast. But they established early on learner, he's a Tarzan. great mimic. Because he makes those jaguar sounds. Sure, but he doesn't know what the fucking words mean. This guy knows English really fast. He's a, he's a quick study. He's a quick study. <laughs> he's I don't, a very could smart you imagine man. what this kid would have been <laughs> if he never got shipwrecked? We're talking Thomas Edison, yeah. Albert Einstein, Isaac Newton level genius. <laughs> Anything's possible. He has yeah. to learn English at age. Yeah. I don't know, what age do he? we think he is? That's a good question. 20s? Oh, really? Oh, you thought he was older? No, younger. I thought he was younger. Really? If you said 18, I'd buy it. Yeah. Well, I guess because same. of the time period, you're probably correct. Well, I think it's like, yeah, 18, 18 19, 20. Yeah. 20 yeah. Um, cool. Uh, <laughs> the, yeah, the animals discover all their stuff at the camp. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a whole... Not the best sequence. Not the best sequence. Wait, small interjection, only because I want to embarrass Kara Thompson. Mm. We also had a conversation about how old we thought he was. And I said, I think it's like 18, 19, 20. Uh, and Kira goes, yeah, 19-year-olds don't look like that. <laughs> I was like, yes! Because <laughs> he is. He's like, he's a very impressive physical specimen. Shots just fired, Kira Thompson. Just to circle back. Just to circle back. I have, I have a few videos of a young Michael Phelps to show her. Actually, you know what? That's fair. No. That's also fair. like a great. dolphin. Just I have those I have those also videos. Like I have those videos of Michael Phelps <laughs> That's just a sitting at home. Thing to say. How do you like I, I know I have a few videos of Michael Phelps. Yeah, like, they're just they're just stacked in <laughs> just old VHSs next to my TV <laughs> in my box TV in my room. Um, Wait. I, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, every now and then, Kenny will say something in this very dry <laughs> like, sense of humor. I'm just like, so I don't know. Reasons. 
if he's telling the <laughs> truth or not. Guys. There's times when you are. Like I, I don't. I think I'm, I'm a dry gu- guy. No, I know, but I'm also <laughs> I'm also gullible. So it like it goes. I know. Ways. I know. And, uh, I, feel, I feel like it's. I feel like it's like kind of abusive to be <laughs> to be dry and sarcastic to a Canadian. Well, that might it's, be true. Yeah. Uh, so the the the, the animals start <laughs> clanging all their shit at the camp. It's, it's, it's this weird trash scat in the camp. Yeah. It's almost trash like, in the camp. It's like one of those things where I felt like it was a bone specific. I mean, like bones in the whatever bones specifically <laughs> yes. thrown to me. Yeah, you know they're like you want you want these animals to sing and dance. Here you go, Kenny. Yeah, it was much more <laughs> Disney classic for sure. Here you go, Kenny. Here you go, Kenny. But it's but it yeah, it sucked. It's the worst <laughs> sequence in the movie. Uh, that yeah. was one of the songs. I didn't feel it. Really? Uh, the yeah. the, real, the one wor- of the, the, the early ones. Scat where it song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, so then not Jane, his best work. Yeah. Jane then realizes it's, Tarzan's one of the eight. It's, it's not. It's one no, of I can't dance. <laughs> it's also weird because it's. It feels also. It's like it's not even a song. It feels like a sketch of a song. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't actually feel yeah. as though it really fully comes to life. Um. Uh. Jane realizes Tarzan's one I mean, of if these. If you're going to do under the sea, do under the sea. That's all I'm saying. Under the sea is also. It was the same. Concept. It's like the same yeah. exact idea, right? It yeah. Comes to the same point in the movie. It's these all these animals playing like the shit that they find. Um, it's true. But, yeah. uh, Jane tells her dad about the adventure she was just on with Tarzan, and he's he doesn't believe her. Basically, uh, Clayton sees Tarzan as an opportunity to get to the gorillas. This is your point about like from this point on, Clayton's just like. Get me the gorillas. How do I get the gorillas? Get me the gorillas. But he's not doing anything to make that happen. He's not, he's not proactive about it, really. No, but he's, and that's, yeah. he's just, it just makes him seem like not a stellar villain. No. Uh, and now we get another music montage of Jane and her dad teaching Tarzan all about the modern yes. world. It's a, that's a great one. Mm-hmm. Wait, is that Strangers Like Me over that? Is that? I, I think it is. <laughs> Kenny's face was not a, yeah. I don't know which song it is. Uh, but he's in front of like the slideshow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cute. I loved that yeah. visually. I really liked it. Yeah, and it the the music actually like made sense with it and told a story. I love strangers like me. Yeah, that's a great song. It's a great song. Uh, Jane needs to head back to London, but Tarzan wants her to stay. Yes. Uh, Clayton tells Tarzan that if he can connect them with the gorillas, he'll get Jane to stay. Kind of the most dastardly thing that Clayton does. I guess, yeah. But it's even then, it's sort of, it's weak sauce. Yeah. Yeah. He's, He's not, not a great. great baddie. He's not great. He's not great. Not a great baddie. That, uh, that's why you never see him walking around Adventureland. Yeah. <laughs> Kids are like, who's this guy? <laughs> this guy with a machete. Some weird cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've never been to Disneyland, guys. Well, there's so many things wrong with that. I just don't like rides. Well, um, we put did. the mics down. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. Um, I think we talked about this on The Mummy, right? I well, talked about how I don't do rides. rides. Yeah, That was, I, I. can I just say, just for the record, I'm sure at this point, I, The Mummy episode has dropped already. Sure. That handed me maybe my biggest laugh I've ever had on this. I was I was crying. I will I will relive your, that moment if you'd like to. With you, and with your ask, description. Emily, are you a, are you a fan of uh, Disneyland? <laughs> yes. Are you a fan of California Adventure? Yes. Have you ever been on Goofy's Flight School? No. 
Well, I'm not going to go into it. You have to, you have to re-listen to the mummy. You'll have to listen okay. to the, but I can tell you that it's the Kenny's, scariest ride Kenny, that's ever Kenny been conceived. Kenny yes. and Keeley's description of Goofy's flying, what is it? Go- Goofy's flight school. Goofy's flight school was <laughs> just absolutely fucking bonkers. It was, first of all, they're just. Is it like a Roger Rabbit type ride? Like, are you like, is it freaky? Okay, you, you've been on Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Imagine Roger Rabbit. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. But a roller coaster and all the parts of Roger Rabbit where you think you're going to go into a wall, imagine you're going to go off the side of a roller coaster, right? That sounds jarring, yeah. So you are on a flat surface on the top where you are doing these these 40 mile an hour straightaways into a 180 where you like think you're going to fall off the side and do it four more times. Is this a ride for children? I did it with my six-year-old. I did it with my daughter. How did she respond to the ride? She'll Ooh. tell you it's the scariest ride she's ever been on. Oh, okay. And she loves rides too. But then, oh, and then, like, it, just when you think that, like, it's over, when you survive the four, like, like literally, like, straight away, you're going to fall off the side of this roller coaster. <laughs> now I really want to ride. You go, they, they, do the, they do the other thing where you go on these, like, dips, and they have the rails that are, like, they're only there. They're not there to hold, hold up the ride. They're only there to make you think you're going to be decapitated. <laughs> So they're like, you're gonna get the tap. No, no. And the whole, I get and the whole, like the whole, the whole, the whole theme of the ride is like, Goofy's an idiot. <laughs> Goofy, Goofy's gonna kill Goofy. you in a plane crash. Like, like, like Goofy's a moron with a with a flight school who put together this terrible flight school where you're gonna die. <laughs> Fuck. I, mean, I love it so much. You, Phil, would uh, you do the ride? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> that seems like a I no. I've never been on a roller coaster my in my life. My year old okay, daughter like, did it. You said, yeah, she it, said was it was the, the scariest thing yeah. ever to her. And you said it was the scariest ride you've ever been on. Wait, it, it is you abso- thought you were going to die on numerous occasions. Absolutely. I've done it twice. It's absolutely the scariest ride I've ever been on. It's not even close. Period. <laughs> It was, that's, and Keely can also statement. attest to it. Yeah. Keely also said it was fucking terrifying. Our guest of okay, the mummy, but most of Disneyland <laughs> is not terrifying. <laughs> Our guest on the mummy episode, you know what I mean. Uh, you, said, you said guest of the, the mummy, mummy personally <laughs> invited her. The, to mu- come the talk. mummy said, "Be our guest." <laughs> the mummy said. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah, yes. I got you. I got you. It's the new mummy movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, so moving on. Uh, then I, I, I feel like I. It's not like Keely and I have toxins, but I feel like forever bonded to her because of that moment. Yeah, I had no idea yeah. what any of you were talking about. They came up because we talked about the mummy ride at Universal Studios, which I like. It's a great ride. Yeah. That's what I've heard. It's a great. Ride. Yeah. Uh, Tarzan introduces Jane and her father and Clayton to the gorillas. Mm-hmm. Tarzan would make a great ride. Uh, I, totally. Total, down the vines? Yeah. Uh, when we were watching it, Kira and I spoke about that too. We're like, why was there not? Because the only Tarzan thing at Disneyland is that treehouse that used to be like the Swiss Family, family Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. yeah. And then they turned it into Tarzan's treehouse. You just kind of like walk it, walking around. Are his and, dead parents in there? Yeah, yeah. Their <laughs> legs are sticking out from behind some. Yeah. No, you just walk around a treehouse and look at like sketches Jane did to it's, a Phil Collins soundtrack and then you leave. But this would have made a great ride. Yeah, it would have been a cool different kind of ride with a different yeah. kind of different kind of Are ethos. you saying like a yeah. like a ride where it's a screen and you're like or do well, you mean like one that's actually be, on some sort of could be that, but I, I, I was more envisioning, I think you too, Emily, this idea of like make it kind of the parts when he's kind of 
Yep. Like skating Vine roller down. coaster. Yeah. If you yeah. got some kind of some kind That's of cool. string attached that or some kind of rope attached that made you feel like it, but that'd be cool. Um, yeah, they could have done something really cool. They could have done something cool with mm-hmm. that. Can we call someone? What do we do? Yeah, uh, yeah we, can, we can make some calls. Yeah, yeah. we know some people. Uh, Bob Iger listens to this podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so then Kerchak is about to attack Jane and her dad. Yes. And he holds Kerchak back. Yeah. And it's this moment where Kerchak's like, see, I knew you weren't one of us. And Tarzan's like, but I feel like I am one of you. He's very conflicted. Mm-hmm. And uh, his mom looks so disappointed. It's his really mom does. Sad. It's, it's a sad moment. That's so sad. Well, all right. So the other thing this movie's about. Yeah. The last kind of big thing I that, that I, I want to touch on yeah. that this movie's about is adoption. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, sure. I think that you know I don't have really that much to say about it, but that's very clear to me that that this is like that that's the inspiration for the Tarzan story here is, is going into a family where you're unfamiliar, like not to get like. I don't really necessarily know if I have any point to to make aside from this movie. This is a movie about adoption, and you know, you shower me with praise for. <laughs> <laughs> um, well said, Kenny. Well excellent, said. Excellent work. Well done. Do you guys have any thoughts about that? I do. It's, I do think that it is about that. I mean, I yes. do think that it's. I mean, I also think it's more broadly about like parenting and motherhood yeah. and mm-hmm. like love and acceptance, acceptance and all that. I think. Yeah. It's, I think part of it is, as you know, Roger Ebert does say in his review, that it's about us all living together like that that we are all humans we are all sort of at you know what i well, mean all living things all are part living of things one are big part family of, yeah yeah right and i think that <laughs> but, i think but we also, know who said that yeah the great philosopher rollins nybart obviously <laughs> who beat me in connect four today when i was trying my hardest really dang it was really depressing wow well yeah. and you want to know how you want to know what he said it was it was like fucking searching for bobby fisher <laughs> before the before before, with connect my, four. before my last move yeah. He looks at me and he goes, you've already lost. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, shit. And I, and I saw that I had what it was one of those Connect Four situations where, like, I could only block him on one of either side. And he's like, you've already lost. And I'm like, I've already lost. <laughs> did I just kick the over apprentice my queen? has become the, you know? Yeah, did yeah. You, I mean, you taught him, so That's nice, you should take great actually, pride in this. It's actually not true. It's the first time we ever played. Oh. <laughs> uh, he's right. got weird. He he's played. All right, um, okay. he's played okay. before. Yeah, I had never played him. Well, that's unfair. Okay. Then you just need to practice. Well, I grew up on Connect Four. I grew up on the hard. <laughs> I grew up on the hard scrabble streets of Four. <laughs> I've, been, I've been playing Four literally before you is, were born. Is red or yellow your color? It was yellow. It, it yes, it was yellow. I actually didn't remember it was yellow. Yeah. I, I thought it was red and blue. Okay. It's yellow. You're it's right. Yellow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you always gotta go. That, that's definitely what did me in. Thank you. I feel it's better like, about it's myself. It's like bet on black, but it's like yeah. you have to pick red. You gotta go yeah. red. Yeah. Um, to get back to your adoption thing, I think one of the best scenes in this movie as well is the scene. I, I mean, I, I don't necessarily think you need to put on the clothes as quickly as he does, but he does. And that scene when he says goodbye to Kala is a really beautiful scene. Yeah. You know, when she says, you'll always be in my heart. Or something like that? Is that what no, she says? No, he says, no matter where I go, yeah. you'll always be my mother. And That's then she beautiful. says, but you'll always be in my heart. Does I think. She? I think she quotes so both many. those are really The philosopher nice uh, Phil Collins. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Carla takes Tarzan to the cabin. He was raised in pieces together that it's a real person, his real personal history, blah, blah, blah. It's not his family's, his mother's clothes. 
says I'm like, goodbye to Colin. I'm like, you didn't find that cabin the whole time? I know. Come Wasn't on. He really, anyway. The island's not that big. It's really not. Uh, Tarzan thinks he's leaving with Jane to go to London, but when he gets on the boat, Clayton has turned on them. Jane is kidnapped, and the boat is filled with poachers. Right? They're poachers, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, Tarzan comes back to save the animals, and it's awesome. And it is awesome. Him yes. coming back, you're just like, this is this is the goods. This is what it's about. And that's why I was like, I'm so fucking happy they didn't go to London. Yeah. It would have just been. Although <laughs> it really bothers me that the elephant can get on the ship. It doesn't make any sense. I agree. It doesn't make any sense. The elephant jumps into the ocean, swims. Swims. To a, can an elephant swim? Yeah, I Googled Is that a it. stupid question? Yeah, again? No, they can. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Because it, I was like, no. Yeah, that's but, what I thought. I'm like, they're so heavy. Yeah, How do they, no, they can swim. That's and crazy. Okay. he swims to a, a giant Climbs ship. onto it. How does he climb onto the ship? No way. Doesn't make any sense. That's no, why they can't. I have really no jokes. Me. I'm like, I'm like racking my mind. No jokes. <laughs> I'm like, elephant never forgets. Maybe there's a peanut mm. on the ship. <laughs> wow. I'm digging can, these. These are fly, great. Feather. <laughs> no, I had nothing worth. Cycle through. That's why they cut the inside had, the boat. Yeah, yeah, they literally, they cut inside yeah. the boat wobbles. They cut outside, like, and he's on the ship. It's like, and he's yeah. on the ship. Doesn't make any Don't sense. worry about it, guys. It happened off screen. Yeah. Well, when you cut to something, you don't show it. I always assume it's the most obvious answer. So it's just the most obvious. That a helicopter came, lifted him. Out Operation of the Double ocean. Drop. That's correct. Yes. Never seen it. That's what happens. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that sends the whole thing. Oh yeah. Uh, Clayton shoots Kerchak, and it's it's kind of fucked up. Yes, but it's beautiful too because Kerchak sacrifices himself yes. for, for Tarzan, Tarzan. Yes, because he's. Yeah. Yeah, they're family. It's nice. And then Clayton and Tarzan have their big fight. Clayton gets hanging on the vines, as we mentioned. He hangs himself accidentally. It's oh, dark. It's very dark. It's fucked up. It's and then uh, as Kerchak lays dying, Tarzan tells him how sorry he is. And then Kerchak mm-hmm. says that he's sorry for not seeing that Tarzan was one of them all along. And he calls him his son. That's nice. It's a really nice scene. And Lance Hendrickson is a great voice for, yeah. for Kerchak. He's like the perfect voice so for him. deep. And then as you said, Jane and, and the father decide to stay with Tarzan. And it's it's... Totally the right ending. It is. It's her jumping in the water, her kissing him first. Like it's just, it's just great. It's, and it's, it's a great ending. It's great. And then you get this great moment with her and and him. You don't know if they handle really kind of nicely and almost. It's almost an impossible needle to thread. This could have felt like bestiality. Um, because what? <laughs> I'll tell you what. Because <clears throat> Tarzan is mentally. A yes. gorilla, um, right? So, well, I don't know. He's don't, to be honest, your your I think your reaction is like exact. My exact point that like <laughs> he was raised as a gorilla. So if they're not, if you're not mentally the same thing, you, it could be kind of weird. But yeah, he's still handled, human. He still had it. Could have an emotional sophistication and a. He's not a gorilla. He he is human. He does have an emotional sophistication. He's not a gorilla, and those are all those are all credits to the movie. That's that's what I'm saying. All right. But I think in the wrong hands, <clears throat> excuse me, it would have felt gross. In the wrong hands, you could have fucked that up, and it would have felt really gross because it, it also could have felt a little bit like predatory on Jane's part. Fair, um, because yeah. he's not he's not a mental he's not he's not a mental child, but. You could have messed that up and, and and made him like a mental child. Yeah, you know what I mean. And made him like, mm-hmm. oh, I mean, 
Well, well Mermaid's ever seen bit, so. um, the movie Untamed Heart by any chance? No. Where he gets the gorilla heart? Yes. No, I just know what it's about. It's a Christian Slater, Marissa Tomei. I think. Um, oh my God, what's her name? Uh, Lopez, Rosie, Rosie, not Rosie Perez, not Lopez. My apologies. Uh, he gets a he gets a baboon, baboon heart, heart, yeah, and then he becomes like a like a monkey baboon sort of acting slow kind of thing. And Marissa Tomei falls. In- <laughs> I wish you all could see. Emily's face right now. Um, <laughs> I can't. I bring I, it up because what? it does feel predatory in that movie. Yeah. She falls in love with him and she kind of like, you know, it's a little predatory. There, I, there's a movie that like I, I hesitate to bring up, but I'll bring it up to, to kind of make my point. A movie called Pumpkin where no, Christina Ricci falls in love with uh, a mentally disabled person. Oh, wow. It's super uncomfortable. Okay. And that <laughs> is like... There's something there that could have been poorly done in a Tarzan movie. Yes. Yeah. That would have felt predatory. That would have felt yes. creepy. And it doesn't. But they feel on the level yes. in a way that I think is very sweet. And I also think, because you you bring this up, I think, potentially for the same reason that I thought of it. When she kisses him, there's this sort of moment where you're like, does he understand what's happening here? And then he kisses her back, and you're like, "Okay, we're all good." Like he, I, there's just a part of me that I, I know what you're getting at, but the movie seamlessly makes Jane so fucking charming mm-hmm. and winning. Um, and same with him. Like, there's some, there is a kind of, and it's it's not a surprise that Brendan Fraser tried to get this role. Uh, auditioned this is two or three times. George of the Jungle, though, yes. right? Mm. Uh, he auditioned for this several times, apparently, and then ultimately, <laughs> you know. Obviously, which is Tony Goldwyn. Yeah. Although Tony Goldwyn does not do the, well, I'm not going to make the noise, but the Tarzan yell. I, I was just going to say, Brendan Fraser auditioned twice for the character role before portraying the lead role of George of the Jungle. Tony mm. Goldwyn auditioned for the title role as well. And according to co-director Kevin Lima, or Lima, uh, Goldwyn landed it because of the animal sense in his readings, along with killer baboon imitations. So there okay. you go, guys. Yeah, it's just, you know, <laughs> Disney, the, the, another thing about these Disney Renaissance movies, yeah. they truly didn't care who played these roles for the most I part. Know. You know, outside of a Robin Williams thing, yeah. they really didn't matter that much. Yeah. So, and especially the protagonists. Um, I agree. I can't think of any protagonists. I mean, Matthew Broderick played Lion King, but it didn't mean much. Played Simba, yeah. but it didn't mean much. It's not like the stacked cast of the upcoming Lion King movie. Right. Or <laughs> Pixar movies with Tom or, Hanks. You or know, Jungle Booker, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. literally any movie, any yeah. other animation studio. Do we think that, because I feel like now when you do, when you do casting for voice actors, you do pay attention to that because you Big use time. them to market the film. Big time. Why do we think they weren't doing that then? Because the films were so good. The di- Disney, well, like, Disney's the brand. It. Disney was the star. Yeah. And, and that's why it's interesting because when you do see DreamWorks get into the game, right? And with Shrek, which mm-hmm. again, those are big names, it's obviously. An, it's a super insecure yeah. move. It is. To throw the big names Like at. Shark's Tale has like this crazy voice cast. And it's a movie that like no one's talking about Shark Tale. Like it's, it's I agree. It's, it's a kind of a desperate move. Yeah. And um, you don't need to do it if you have the goods. I mean, like, I mean, the Toy Story need to do it. I don't think so. I mean, it just it just but so happened. Toy Story that, was early days of Pixar. They were trying something new. It just so happened that Tom Hanks was the, the right voice for that I know, character. Also he has an incredible voice. You know, it's like it's not like Albert Brooks sold anybody on Bonnie <laughs> Nemo. You know, it's not like anyone yeah. gave two shits. And 
That's true. Or Bugs Life was Dave Foley. You know, meanwhile, Ants is there with Woody Allen. So they tried to get Woody <clears throat> Allen for Bella. This I know. How crazy movie. is that? It's so weird. So weird. Um, all right. So should we zero to 99 this? Yeah. Do you know how this works? Yeah. Do you want to go? Do you want to do the top five hand draws? I would like to. Are you? Oh, can we do those? I, yes, but I feel like the I answers really are going to be for what it's worth. Not yeah, that I, yeah, yeah. Do I it, said, Phil. No, What's you yours? should do it. That's that's the reason why I want to know what yours are. Um, so I want to question them. <laughs> um, I'm going to put Lion King at number one. Uh, I I got to say I love Beauty and the Beast. That's my number two. Mm-hmm. Um, number three is Aladdin. Uh. Number four is Little Mermaid. Again, we're talking about the the, the four classics, and then yeah. number five, Lady and the Tramp. I love Lady. That's and the a Tramp. nice number oh, five. That's a good one. Really love Lady, Lady and the Tramp. I mean, aside from the We Are Siamese, if you please, which is obviously oh so really, bad, really, really yeah, not, not great. Cool. So so bad. But I love that movie. My fifth really is Cinderella. I really think Cinderella okay. is a great movie. Um, I, I do. I really love it. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I I, I love them all. I really do like yeah. like even the ones that aren't that good. It, with the honestly, with the exception of Pinocchio, which ha- has like some awesome shit, but like the bad <laughs> is so bad. Yeah. I think Time Magazine called it the best movie ever made. Yeah, which is so crazy. What? I think they did right. I believe so. Yeah, this was years ago. probably twenty years ago, yeah. but they called it the best movie ever made, and I th- I think that's insane. Watch the movie again. Um. Yeah. It's. I mean, there's stuff in it that's great, obviously. Yes, but is. yeah, it's 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 a weird one. Oh, Peter Pan. I always forget about Peter Pan. Sorry, I'm just going so to talk your- about problematic. Yeah. Uh, what are your five? Um, I think my five are very boring because they're for the most part what like I just this. <laughs> no, like w- this era that we just talked about. Like my, I don't know if they're in order, but like my top five contains Lion King, Aladdin, Mulan, Little Mulan. Mermaid. Right. I, I hear Mulan is amazing. I need to watch it. It's It will happen. We watched ASAP. it during this podcast. What are you talking about? Oh, shit. Yeah, sorry. It was great, guys. <laughs> oh, let's do one more thing. <laughs> Favorite Pixar movie? <sighs> oh. Just say what's the top of the head. Top Wally. Of head. Top of the head. Top of the head. Uh, uh, it's going to have to be Toy Story. Toy Story 3. Toy Story 1. Is what it is. Toy Story 1. Toy Story 1. Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3 is fantastic. Just the, it, I mean, it's all about it, death. It's right. But it's a really me. good movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, I think that's why. I, I can honestly say I saw Toy Story 3 in the theater, obviously opening weekend, whatever. Me too. I thought they were going to die. Me too. I, you thought they were going to get incinerated? You really thought I, they were going to kill them? I thought they were going to get incinerated. I thought they were going to get incinerated. I mean, they tears me. were streaking down I was, my face, I but com- I didn't think they were going to kill them. I completely fucking forgot about the green guys. Like, I completely forgot about them. Mm-hmm. They were prepared to die. Fucking they were hold, they holding each other's. I was like, they're all going to die. I kept thinking, this is crazy. I kept thinking, like, I kept telling myself, I'm like, I'm like, they're toys. They're toys. They're not real. They're toys. It's okay. This, this, is, this is what happens theater. to toys. This is what this is about. No. They're toys. You're okay with this oh happening. God. You've lost so many no. toys in your life. You never felt bad. Like, let it. I was sure. I was sure of it. Kid. Because I knew it's, I knew it was the end of the of the trilogy too. Yes. I was like, "This is it. This is their way of going out." And the way and I respect to, it. Oh God, I, I love really it. Yeah. I really did think. And then they made me cry again with, when the, they, real when they, with the real ending. Oh. I was just like, "These motherfuckers!" And he drives away. I and you're just like, "No, fucking no. wait to do Toy Story 2. <laughs> it's gonna be great. I think. I mean, that trilogy, yeah. the greatest. All right, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Uh, didn't see it in '99. Can't speak to it. Mm. Uh, Pre-podcast, 
I give it a 72. Mm-hmm. Post podcast, give it an 80. Heck yeah. Cool number. Cool number. <laughs> Emily? Wait, so do I give a number for you 99 it- pre and post? Agreed. Okay. Indeed. I think in, in 99, yeah. it was going to be like an 87 for me. Like it was yeah. up there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pre podcast, I would have still said really? like. Like an 83. Okay. Post podcast, I'm actually like going to drop down to like an 81. Really? Yeah. We hurt the movie, which is weird because it strengthened it for me. I don't know about you. Quite a bit. What's weird is that like (laughs) I always loved it in a general sense. And watching it again, I loved it. Uh But when we were talking about it here, I was like, oh, there's so many problems with it. I respect that. The, the The truth is, we're all gonna we're all yeah. gonna wind up in the same area. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, yeah. like, if I put the nostalgia aside, yeah. I think that's yeah. I think that's cool that it kind of this this water kind of found its level. So I, I came into it. I gave it a fifty eight. Um. Wow. Ouch. That's low. Yeah, it's low considering. But you know, for me, I I I just thought it was a little slow, boring. I think there was a lot of story there. Um. I think I kind of kind of accentuated the negative. I still liked it, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I was I, I'm going to give it a 75, which I think is like that's a good which that's feel, a good that's upgrade, a big leap. which feels right to me for this yeah. movie. Never mind, I'm at a 99. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope I hope you weren't dropping like out of count of me. Like no, I wasn't, no, 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 not at all. I really not did. You, you, everybody here. Including you, Ernie. Everybody here, everybody here, you know, kind of, kind of, it, this is a good movie. It yeah. is. This is a good movie. It's hearts yeah. in the right place. It's, 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 it's themes are resonant. Yep. Um, the music was good. It's like so many movies from this period are problematic. And I think this was forward thinking. I agree. I was, I was, I'm happy to have seen it. Same. And I, I had people telling me how good it, I mean, yeah. Emily, obviously, it was other people that, I, that, uh, one of the writers on, uh, on Station 19, Barbara Friend, loves this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there were a lot of people that were really big fans of it. So yeah. I went into it with reason, you know, relatively high expectations and it, it exceeded them. I agree with that. Um, next week. Can't wait. I don't even know what we're doing. <laughs> Could be anything. <laughs> All right, so uh, you can probably tell from the quality of this sound recording that uh, we are doing another Skype throw for next week because we're uh, terrible at scheduling and can't seem to figure out how to do this properly. I have a different take. I think it's because we love our listeners and <laughs> and we, we, we even we're willing to make ourselves sound terrible on this podcast just to let you know what we're doing next week. I appreciate that. I think that's actually that that's the kinder, better way to look at this. Yeah, and it's really a big one. Is it? It's well. It's, it's persevered. People still talk about it. People still talk about this movie. Uh, next week we're doing the comedy classic, the comedy movie, the the movie, Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. Which uh, surprised me, if I'm being honest. I was surprised by the film. I was surprised by our discussion about the film. Uh, I thought it was 
I thought we did an excellent job in this podcast. If, if I do say so myself, I thought we did an excellent job in this podcast about a movie that I had absolutely no interest in ever revisiting. <laughs> um, and it was, uh, I agree with you, Phil. It was not the, it was not the flaming pile of shit I thought it would be. Yeah. It was, um, it was really a uh, different experience. I don't want to give too much away. We have a fantastic guest, Michaela Dietz. Uh, she does the voice of Amethyst on Steven Universe um on cartoon network i think and hope and uh she is a longtime friend of mine and uh one of the funniest people you'll ever meet yeah i was i mean i i had never met her prior to this uh episode and she became one of my favorite guests and i can't wait to have her back yes very funny very smart very thoughtful yeah and uh and really really is a great voice great voice and came bearing gifts Oh, she did come bearing gifts. We won't give that away, but it nearly nearly brought a tear to my eye. <laughs> it was amazing. Yes. Uh, so next week, Deuce Bigelow with Michaela, um, and uh, yeah, it's I don't I mean it it's just guess, listen. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's a surprisingly good one. I, I just I, I I did not expect us to have a, a real conversation about this movie. Not to not to. Prolong this throw as as sometimes we're wont to do. Yeah, it's a little reminiscent of a uh, spy shag to me. It, it, it you mean our our uh, our biggest our episode? Our rated episode. <laughs> yes, the episode that has the most listens. Yeah, no, I would yes. say uh, yeah, Deuce Bigelow. A little reminiscent of that podcast, like it's ninety nine nineteen ninety nine classic <laughs> Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me with no guest. <laughs> um, well, tune in, Deuce Bigelow. It's a blast. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Uh, thanks for listening. All right, so which one of you are going to do the Tarzan yell before we sign off? No. no. <laughs> as if there was a question. The mic I actually don't even whip the head um, you're coming back for for Greystoke. Yeah, oh, that'll be that'll be dope. Count Can't wait. We're gonna in. do a bonus episode on Greystoke. It's gonna yeah. be great. I have yeah. no idea what that movie is. I can't oh, wait. Yeah. Now it's I'm gonna, gonna be, be watching her mouth very carefully yeah. and be like, yeah. "That's not that's her not voice. Andy." Hang There's on. a big article about it. We can read too. Well, plenty of material. Be It'll be fun. Fantastic. Um, cool. You're on Twitter. No, no. <laughs> you're on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we'll we'll tag you on that. Oh, cool. Uh, when this drops in fucking October or November or whenever you, this why drops. are you on Woo. Twitter like the young kids just like not down with Twitter I I just never got into Twitter and then around the time I was like I should get into Twitter everyone was like it's so toxic don't go on Twitter it is and it then is. I was like oh okay never mind it's the worst and yeah, I can't, it's just not my I, thing I can't stop I'm trying yeah. yeah I'm trying to keep it at arm's length I hear it's, it's a good news aggregate it is but that's that there's a what, lot of like toxic to stuff. That's there. what I would yeah. miss if I yeah. did. And I was yeah. thinking about it this afternoon. I'm like, I should get off Twitter. It's the worst. It's not doing anything for me. But I would miss the articles from all the places I don't regularly go. Yeah. So. And you're and and you're the key to the success of this podcast with all My the tweeting that you do. Three yeah. followers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, so Emily is on Instagram. Don't worry about it, guys. Uh, what's your Instagram? Oh, Do you, you don't have to give it, it out. Yeah, you don't, don't need to talk. Know what it's it is. fine. Is uh, yeah. I'm at PM Iskov on Twitter and Instagram. We're at podcast like 1999. Kenny is at Nybart. Sure. Next week, music of the heart. Get excited. There's you know high school and band and what's great in Emerald Street. Remember.
we're all one big family. <laughs> Thanks. See you next week. Podcast like it. Just podcast like it. Podcast like it's 1999. Podcast like it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.